everyone. We're back for our second episode of Podcast Master. This is where we talk about gaming, film, anime, and everything in between. Let's get into it. Welcome back. I'm Chelsea, and I'm joined by my friends Ethan and Wade. Today we'll give you our thoughts on this week's game announcements, the premiere of Loki, and discuss if multiplayer games need single-player campaigns. So, it's time for a week in review. So what stood out to you guys the most? And, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be game-related, but let's just talk, let's just dive right, right into it. There was so much that happened this week. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely been a busy last half of the week with all the conferences and stuff. So busy. Um, yeah, right? More so than usual, just because I feel like everyone has a showcase, you know, before it literally was just like, hey, it's E3. But now it's, you know, you had Netflix's thing, and then you had Jeff Keighley's uh, Divergent E3. And then, <laughs> and then you got all these other, like, indie shows with the with Tribeca is, like, brand new this year. And then you had Day of the Devs with I Am 8-Bit. Like, there was so, 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 so much. And So what about Netflix Geek Week, then? What stood out to you at that show? Uh, gosh. Honestly, like, there were some cool announcements. They didn't really have anything to show, really, besides maybe just, like, title art or, okay. uh, like, a name. But, like, one of, like a trailer-wise, that Masters of the Universe revival, I think it's called Masters of the Universe Revelations, that's, like, being headed up by uh, Kevin Smith, that show looks badass. Like Didn't that I'm, trailer looked good. That trailer was so good. <laughs> I watched it like thirty times, and I hate it. I hate it when like when any kind of like TV show or movie or whatever takes like an old like seventies or eighties song and tries to like implement it into the trailer or whatever for like nostalgia purposes or whatever. But choosing that song for Masters of the Universe, the uh, I Need a Hero, God, that was perfect. That trailer just slaps. And Mark <laughs> Hamill as Skeletor, like, I'm all in. <laughs> always, all always amazing. <laughs> in. God, it looks so good. It made me kind of nervous seeing that it was Kevin Smith, showrunner. I'm not really a huge Kevin Smith fan. I can't even say he's overrated because I don't even think <laughs> he has enough of a following to be overrated. <laughs> I just don't necessarily like anything he's ever done. But Masters of the Universe looks pretty badass. So, yeah. There was a lot more. I mean, I had no idea that they were doing a anime series for, for like, Norse mythology being headed up by Zack Snyder, who I'm, like, a oh, huge wow. fan. I'm a huge fanboy of Zack Snyder. Kill me, internet, yeah. whatever. Fuck you guys. I'm going to keep an eye on that one. <laughs> but, Norse mythology is no just hate such, towards you, kind no of hate. Abyss, so. Right. Yeah, Norse mythology. Oh, man. <laughs> Snyder is, That's your like... Jam all mythology is my jam yeah. but i think snyder does such an awesome job handling mythology like his whole like even his like dc slate is basically like a dc mythology like how he handles those characters is very mythological in a sense and him diving into norse mythology and doing it with anime so he can get all kinds of crazy with it like that seems very cool they showed a uh i think they showed like a 
like a cast sheet and it actually had some like pretty some pretty big name talent in it for like the voice cast but like literally nothing else was shown like i don't even think they had like concept art or anything but and then yeah they something that was like kind of cool but also was like no one was really asking for it was the splinter cell anime i really love splinter cell as a video game and apparently (laughs) ubisoft is totally against making that game anymore yep let it sleep that's a show (laughs) yeah that's like a whole nother we could probably spend a whole episode about my hatred of ubisoft not making splinter cell games anymore (laughs) but okay (laughs) but a splinter cell anime like you know whatever if they get michael ironside the voice sam fisher then I'll, i'll watch it it'll be cool and then there was a few other things i saw that they got the original composer from uh cowboy bebop from like the actual like anime like he's back to do the live action show i didn't actually see if did you guys see if they like shown it showed anything for that show it was just that that little like like announcement for the music so that's all we saw for it yeah that i thought for sure that there would be a trailer like that comes out in the fall there Mm -hmm. wasn't even like a teaser there wasn't like hey this is what the characters look like like nothing like, Everybody was like, talking about the hair style in the video, and that was it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's so. that's the teaser we get at this point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, hey, the hair's stuff. a big deal. The hair's it a big is, deal. I mean, Spike's got good hair, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> dude, knows how to, dude knows how to dress. We could talk uh, about Dragon Ball Evolution and Goku's hair in that. Uh, Bringing back to Dragon Ball again. It's al- <laughs> always back to Dragon. It's always everything always comes back to Dragon Ball. I think we kind of missed an opportunity naming our podcast. Oh, <laughs> we no. should have just named no, it no, Everything's no. Dragon Ball. We're still uh, in our infancy. You never know. Yeah, we could do a spinoff. So, was that about the highlights you had for uh, Netflix for the Geek Week? Um, I mean, they, they had the Cuphead show, which I knew that was in the works for a while. I've never played the game, but I love the art style for Cuphead. I just never played it because mm-hmm. I knew, knowing what kind of game that is, it just sounds like, ex- it just sounds like the definition of anxiety. So, never <laughs> played it, but I love the art style. Uh, they announced Wayne Brady as King Dice, so that's cool. But and they had like a short little, little clip or whatever. But I don't know. It's it's. I was surprised on how many video games are getting netflix shows honestly mm-hmm. like there was a mm-hmm. lot they had like ubisoft also had the what was it uh uh captain laserhawk or whatever which is like loosely based off of far cry blood dragon which was like a dlc for like far cry 3 i think <laughs> so <laughs> hitting the deep cuts Interesting. For, yep. for some of these shows and then you know, they got two different versions of Resident Evil. You know, they got the animated Resident Evil Infinite Darkness, which I think takes place after Resident Evil 4 in the timeline, for those of you who are Resident Evil fans. And then they also have the live-action Resident Evil movie, which also, no trailer, no anything. They showed the fucking cast just sitting in a room. Like, I already, yeah. knew, I already knew the cast. <laughs> like, I don't... I want to see trailers. <laughs> want to see footage i don't care if the trailer is 30 seconds like give me something 
but yeah i don't know i think there was a few other things like they had like a the new there was another godzilla uh movie or i think it's a movie and they have like another gundam not the live action gundam but like just another animated gundam uh i think it's a movie too so i don't know they had a lot of stuff but the the masters of the universe and the twilight of the gods are the ones that really stood out to me it's like something that i'm definitely going to keep an eye on wade was there like anything from geek week that you saw that piqued your interest um there's i mean yeah masters of the universe uh yeah for sure um you can't go wrong there uh i'll probably keep an eye on the the twilight of the gods show from Zack snyder see uh see how that looks once we get closer um and the cuphead show i just saw like a couple of the clips that they posted um and i i did giggle a little bit so i might i might try that out i just think that art style is so cool it's so it is it is (laughs) it reminds me of like steamboat willie style like disney old you know like old disney animation Mm -hmm. like it's just real uh, it's it's super charming looking um if they like nail the writing and nail the comedy i think that could be a huge hit let's hope okay so summer game fest let's move on to that one so that was kind of like a big deal to kick off right before e3 and everything so what did you guys think well i like i like that summer game fest kind of uh it kind of gave a platform to like some smaller some smaller developers uh, to let them have some space um and i thought i thought that that was so cool that they didn't have to try to fit themselves in around the big guys. Um, yeah. Ethan, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with that because a lot of times uh, in E three of your, you know, with the big with the big three publishers, a lot of these indie titles, if they were shown at all, they'd be like smashed in between your Halos and your Uncharted and everything, and people like would... a big montage. Yeah, exactly, and people like totally. Yeah, or usually it'd be like ID at Xbox, and it'd be like 30 seconds, and it'd show like 17 titles, and then you'd be like, I don't, what the fuck just happened? Like, I don't know what any of these are. <laughs> I didn't get titles, for, you know, it's just like, oh, and here's some indie stuff you guys can play. So, it, yeah, I agree, it was cool seeing, uh, seeing them have like a platform. The thing that I didn't really, is like, I don't know, <sighs> Jeff, 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 Jeff. <laughs> oh, Jeff. Oh Jeff, you, I feel I feel like he hoisted Summer Game Fest up higher than it had uh, the capacity to be. Yeah. <laughs> like I felt like, and maybe it was just like my own expectations were maybe too high, but I feel like they were like making that seem like it was going to be a bigger deal than what it actually turned out to be. Like it had one but... big announcement that everyone was waiting for you know i don't know if they were expecting it but like people were waiting for this game to be shown not necessarily game fest but just in general but yeah like they didn't really that's the you know it was kind of underwhelming yeah 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 yeah. i don't know if they i don't know if they should have painted themselves to have those high expectations or or what but it's also hard because it's brand new so you kind of have to yeah. get out there with a huge marketing push mm-hmm. yeah well, I, I think and i think tomorrow i think n- tomorrow <laughs> i think next year it'll look pretty good to some degree too um because i think it was just yeah. a thing where he was going hey like we do have this other platform um and maybe we can make it more comfortable for developers to come do this instead of e3 
Uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. maybe people That's saw true. that this year, and maybe it'll work out better for him next year. Yeah. Like, I thought it had good pacing, and I thought Jeff was, like, a good host. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, one of the <laughs> one of the highlights from that show that wasn't uh, gaming-related or anything was early on when he had uh, Hideo Kojima on there, and Jeff was all <laughs> like, he's like, oh, Kojima, you know, I know... Uh, what's going on, man? I hope you're. I know it's early, but I don't know. You know, it's like three a.m. there. But what's going on? And Hideo just like straight face. He's like, "Yeah, we're state of emergency. You know, shit's got real over here. You know, <laughs> everyone's panicking. Japan's kind of a fucking nightmare and, right now. But don't, 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 don't worry. Like not really rolling with it very well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Kojima thought he was on sixty minutes instead of seven game fest. <laughs> like I. <laughs> Like, the, the dark sense of humor in me just, like, started laughing because I was like, man, this guy is like, yeah, my country's fucked right now, but don't worry, I'll make your game for you. <laughs> just like, oh, Kojima. And Jeff was like, oh, we were so close to getting that announcement. I almost right. had you. I almost had right. you. Right. <laughs> like, wow, Jeff. Like, <laughs> man. <laughs> that was the perfect way to kick off that, that show. <laughs> just That'll brought make it, it memorable. Brought, yeah, brought yeah. it down to real life. <laughs> I was not, I I mean, I was, also with Kojima's, I was not expecting a Death Stranding director's cut at no. all, because usually Kojima doesn't have director's cuts, because he's very much, his game is already the director's cut. Yep, it's done, <laughs> so, moving on. So I don't know if that was one so, of those things yeah. where Death Stranding came out because Sony needed it to come out, you know, or if Kojima's just like... Oh, but wait, I have some more shit to throw into this game that's already convoluted. <laughs> so, I don't Yeah, know. I was wondering that too. I was really surprised. And I'm like, I have not actually played Death Stranding, so I don't know how the game actually is. But I was surprised, yeah, there's a director's cut coming out. So I really want to know yeah. what's actually being included in that. Yeah, because yeah, I, haven't, I haven't played the game either. But, uh, you know, just listening to the water cooler talk on twitter about the stranding is that game should have you know, needs more editing <laughs> so, <laughs> than, than less so so yeah i don't know that was kind of that was kind of a surprise kind of an unnecessary surprise i guess i mm-hmm. wasn't i was kind of hoping to at least get a title for kojima's next game i know it's like super early because death Stranding's only like two years out but one of uh one of like kojima's like counterpart the guy who does like all like the artwork and i can't remember his name right now but he like teased like months ago saying like oh yeah we you know announcements coming soon of what we're working on so just just hang tight and i you know so i was kind of expecting that to happen and kojima's like yeah i don't know i'm kind of waiting to see what's happening in the world i gotta find my allegory to to make a whole game on so (laughs) so you get a director's cut instead (laughs) yeah exactly so he's got to find the next big the next big thing you know death stranding was basically just like commentary on social media and (laughs) shit like that so maybe he'll do a game about covid i don't know we'll see oh man (laughs) somebody has to make a game about covid Right. The, yeah, they're they already playing TV the, shows, so I think I think it's called the division. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah, that's I don't know. I mean, obviously, like the really big thing from Game Fest that 
that tickled my fancy was Elden Ring. So that game looks everything I wanted it to be. I cannot wait. Um, I kind of wish it was coming out in the fall, but I'll wait till January. That's fine. But the idea of basically a yeah 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 it's not too long. But like the idea of an open world Dark Souls basically like oh god it sounds awesome. And I just saw the other day or like yesterday. Uh, they've been they were putting up more like bullet points breaking down the game, and they like someone listed on there that it's like multiplayer up to four players. Oh, that's now cool. all all the all the FromSoft games besides Sekiro have multiplayer in them. They're just not hmm. like they're not super. Uh, you know, it's not just like drop in. Hey, let's just go play. It's you have to have like certain items. You have to be certain parts in the game. It's 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 for a short amount of time or you know there's some there's always been multiplayer components so just saying the game's multiplayer up to four players doesn't necessarily tell me anything but i'm hoping that it would just be like hey yeah just play the whole game with three other friends like that'd really be awesome that would be so fucking cool i might not die all the time if that happens oh you still would I... <laughs> you still you still it'd be, would it'd be less I... depressing <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can laugh about it more because your friends will be dying right next to you. Yes. But I don't know. I'm super excited for Elden Ring. I love I love the FromSoft games. I couldn't. I didn't really get into Sekiro because that's a whole different type of uh, combat that I don't really like. I really like the Dark Souls combat. It's more defense oriented. You know, you can turtle up and just kind of wear them down instead of going on the offensive like the Bloodborne and Sekiro style. Like that's that's harder for me to get into. I don't know. I'm super pumped for Elden Ring. I'm glad it's finally coming. It makes sense that it's cross-gen because it was announced for last-gen only. So, <laughs> right, <laughs> makes, makes sense. That, makes sense that it would be cross-gen. Um, I don't know. I couldn't really tell. Like, I know George R. R. Martin's a part of it, and he's supposed to do like the lore for that game. But just looking at like you know a two minute trailer like it literally just looks like from soft games so i don't know what yeah. kind of influence <laughs> martin had on anything <laughs> so whatever whatever he can get into to put off his books it doesn't matter yeah i um yeah yeah he's basically just finding an excuse not to write those books at this point so which is fine by the time it actually comes out everybody will forgot that that even it was mm-hmm. a thing so they're like oh what's this this looks like an interesting series <laughs> maybe they'll make a new yeah. tv show yeah exactly they'll just remake the whole thing again <laughs> i don't know what about, what about you guys did you was there anything from game fest that was cool that stood out to you i don't know for me i was just you know i watched it i thought it was okay there was nothing i was had to buy immediately or anything or really want to get yeah. so same same yeah i mean i i feel like a lot of the show maybe like I don't know. A better part of the show was more just like games that have been around for a while and it's just like, hey, we got new skins or we got this weird <laughs> item or you're guess what? This character's oh. in this game. And, is that you know, is that where the two of... B uh Fall Guy was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two B yeah. oh, Fall yeah. Guy's character. <laughs> I like I feel like the that. show had a lot of had a lot of that kind of shit. And then also just like a lot of the games that were announced. You know, obviously Amazon was like a huge sponsor, so they're definitely going to pump up 
Amazon Game Studios. But, like, all those games are, like, the same fucking game. They're all just, like, online MMO RPGs that just look like every fucking other online MMO RPG that's ever been made. So it's just, like, mm-hmm. it's hard to get excited about it when it's just like, yeah, I've seen this. Yeah, there's, yep, dragons, check. Yeah. You know, yeah. fantasy nonsense, check. Like, it all makes sense. Somebody else will have to get me excited about those about those uh, MMOs that they announced because I was just like, hmm. Like right, what's different okay. about them? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I feel like kid Ethan would have loved really any of these, <laughs> <laughs> but now where I'm at, I'm just like I can't, I can't get into any of this shit. Like I don't have the time, or the, the the interest to get into an MMO. Mm-hmm. I just can't. Yeah. Too much of a time sink. It can be for sure. Yeah. I thought something that was cool about the Summer Game Fest, though, is I did like the uh, live performances, some of the music. You know, they had the uh, uh, the performer, I can't remember her name now, but she did there in the uh, Sable, that indie game. Like she had, oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Like she's part of like the soundtrack or whatever. She had that mm-hmm. little number, and then Weezer, you know, unfortunately. <laughs> Weezer looks a lot different than the last time I saw them right right got you know god help them but they were you know they had that and then they had the little snippet from the the symphony uh, symph- symphony symph- symph- that was cool symphony for symphony. Sonic. Yep. <laughs> that was cool like honestly i would rather just be like yeah just, just play some more of this you know take away your let's have a concert <laughs> yeah take away your valorant fucking update and nonsense i don't care about and let's get some more of this uh, orchestra playing get some more of the philharmonic going I was a little mm-hmm. surprised that they chose, like, they did the Sonic concert, which is great, but I was surprised that they chose music from Sonic Unleashed right. instead of, I like, thought... one of the more, like, classic or Or the ones that people to, actually like? Yeah, to be to get people, like, look, this is happening, like, at the end of the month. Why don't you come watch it? Yeah. Because I was yeah. listening to the song, and I was like, I don't, I don't recognize that tune at all. Yeah. Yeah, they picked, like, one of the most obscure, like, Black Sheep sonic games to highlight but i guess it makes sense because this is kind of the black sheep of game fests so fit right in (laughs) well usually usually every year at the same time as e3 um they do a uh distance worlds concert for final fantasy um they always schedule on every year right on top of e3 so that people at e3 they can they can walk across the block and go listen to that um but i don't think that happened this year i don't think it did although i don't think there's been many distant worlds concerts for quite a quite a while now yeah yeah i mean if that well, was going I, on that would have been yeah. cool to have in the show too mm-hmm. well i know you call this game sh- uh show or the game fest the like black sheep or whatever and i know that we talked about previously about how it gave a little bit more spotlight to indie games and i feel like indie games in general were, have honestly been the highlight for me for this whole like last couple days of game shows and everything and i think that uh day of the devs which was right after summer game fest had a lot of good games yeah in there and i think that i would probably play any of them oh yeah that that musical story game musical (laughs) story looks awesome it's probably just the musician in me but i started watching that trailer and i was like okay Okay, yeah, I actually, can do this. It was beautiful. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted to talk to you, Wade, specifically about that, since you are the the musician. But, like, the whole 
like they were explaining the gameplay of it the rhythm based gameplay about how it doesn't mm-hmm. actually have prompts that you just have oh, to like yeah. listen to the music and organically kind of like know when to hit your notes kind of thing it's kind of like jazz almost mm-hmm. where it's like very like improvisational you just kind of have to like feel mm-hmm. feel the song out if that makes sense like that was really cool yeah, it's definitely a different kind of thing in the uh, like the music rhythm based games that we've seen in quite a while. But um, I'm really mm-hmm. interested in trying it out. Yeah, because like the just like the prompts, like everything about it was like the the gameplay prompts seemed super simple and like minimalist. So I, when I watching it at first, I was like, oh my god, this this seems like a mobile game. Like this seems like something that could get pretty boring or like repetitive after a while because like the mm-hmm. prompts would be too easy. Mm-hmm. but then like when they explain like oh yeah we don't actually like time it out or tell you when to hit the prompt it's kind of up to you to figure it out based on like how your feet how you're vibing essentially Feel with like. the song mm-hmm. i was like damn that's cool and like the story like that kind of encompasses it is like seems really cool like 70s era kind of like that like woodstock era oh, following yeah. like this like struggling <laughs> band they got like drug addiction and alcoholism and I was like, dude, this looks cool. Like the whole style of it looks cool as shit. Like I cannot wait. I didn't. I could. I didn't catch. Like, what is it? Did they announce what it's coming out on, or was it just like we're making it? I didn't even see what it was. Like, is it just on Steam? I. Did anyone see that? I don't recall. Yeah, I don't think it specifically said a particular. Yeah, system that's, or anything. That's the problem. It's like a lot of these, a lot of these indie games or whatever usually are just like on Steam, and I'm not a PC guy. So I don't ever get to play any of them unless they come to consoles. A lot of like indie games usually start out on Steam and then they'll make their way to the Switch, you know, at minimum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so I'm kind of hoping that seems like a really good Switch game. Like that seems like that would be perfect for the Switch. It doesn't seem Definitely. like there's a release date for that yet, but there is a demo on Steam. Yeah. See. Oh. See already right there just. Ruin my expectations. This fucking, <laughs> fucking Steam game. I'll, I'll try it out for you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. And another game that caught my eye was Behind the Frame. It was, you know, it just seemed kind of basic, but it looked really pretty. It's like a point-and-click adventure where it's like an artist and she has a neighbor across the, like, in the other, like, apartment across away from her and just, like discovers like little puzzles and stuff in her apartment and uncovers stories and i think she learns about the old guy that like doesn't talk to her across the street and it kind of has like this watercolor art to it almost like a studio ghibli film oh so. yeah yeah oh not to not to backtrack it's it's technically still an indie game but it wasn't on day of the devs but you said watercolor and it kind of reminded me mm-hmm. the uh the game that was shown at, I think it was Summer Game Fest, uh, Planet of Lana. Oh, yeah. That also had that sort of like hand-painted, like mural kind of watercolor, like backgrounds. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like the, it's like a, looks like it's going to be a 2D, you know, adventure game. Kind of like some strong, like Ori, Ori in the Blind Forest and Will of the Wisps Wisp vibe. But I'm pretty sure they said that was, like, Xbox exclusive, too. Yes. But that game looked gorgeous. 
Like, I just love that whole style of that. I'm, I'm super excited. That looked really cool. Mm-hmm. Speaking of hand-painted <laughs> art style. Yeah, and I thought another interesting art style we saw, which we did see in Day of the Dubs, and we see later in the Tribeca game spotlight, I believe. It's uh, this whole stop motion oh, like yes. art style that they've yes. started up with. I think it's super interesting incorporating that into games. It's crazy how they do it, too. Like, it seems like the tenacity involved to do that, because a mm-hmm. lot, you know, uh, I, I didn't get to see all of Day of the Devs, but the one that stood out to me the most was from the Tribeca games, and it was at Harold mm-hmm. Halibut. And yes. they actually talked to the developers who were stop-motion, like, filmmakers, and then they mm-hmm. kind of moved into gaming. But yeah, like they built all the, like basically the whole game is like handcrafted, like they were making a film. And then they mm-hmm. like take photos of all the assets and the characters and everything and like 3D, like 3D cameras, photograph everything and then animate that on top of it with like motion capture. That's fucking crazy. That seems like so much work. <laughs> and they still basically make a mini movie too because for all the cutscenes and everything. Yeah, like, oh Oh my god, I saw that and I'd never I've never seen anything like that. Like I've seen games that kind of look kind of claymation-esque. Like even like Psychonauts kind of has like that sort of clay aesthetic to it, but that's not actual stop motion, you know? Mm-hmm. Like this game is legitimately a stop motion. It's like a Wallace and Gromit film that you can play, basically. Yeah. Like that is amazing. Yeah, it the watching the trailer it just brought me back to the to the days where you you know we had all those movies all the time um yeah i'm so interested in playing this game not just because of the style but like the story too they they talk about the story in the trailer but they don't give you a lot they give you just enough i think to really get your attention on it yeah because it's kind of like a weird like it's sci-fi but like the devs were talking in the and kind of like the little breakdown of it it's like yeah it's it takes place during the Cold War, but then it's like a hundred years into the future, where like they left Earth onto like on like this arc to try and find like a new world, and then they realized they got there and it, it's shit, so they just left or whatever, <laughs> something like that. So they're just basically like on this spaceship flying through space trying to figure out where to go, kind of thing. Like, because it still has like that kind of '60s style, you know because they like left earth like during the cold war or whatever so it's like a weird it's like a weird blend of like you know like the 50s 60s vibe but it's sci-fi it's kind of got like that bioshock kind of feel to it for real yeah Ah. but yeah dude the the stop motion oh my god that just like blew me away i was like all right i'm done stop i'm I'm, I'm just walking away from the show (laughs) (laughs) nothing is gonna top this this is amazing no yeah, so the stop-motion one that was at Day of the Devs was called Vocabulantis. Okay. Yeah, and... Is it a vocabulary game? No, I, I was kind of... No, I was kind of mixing I was hoping the two it was games. like a typing this is, game. <laughs> no, I think this is the one that's about, like, a brother and sister, if I remember, unless that's the other game. Because it was so funny that there was the two stop-motion games, and I just couldn't quite remember the storyline behind it, but... Yeah, yep, that's gonna be that the one. that's gonna be the new niche of stop motion. You're gonna see EA stop, you know, making stop motion games and Ubisoft making a stop motion 
Assassin's Creed, and that's gonna be the new. <laughs> it's gonna be the new thing. I just think of Little Big Planet too. I feel like it gives off that vibe a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but not quite as cool. <laughs> oh. Yeah, definitely not. I don't like little. I never. Well, like as like planet. the the as being like completely stop motion. Not no, no, no. You can say it's not, not cute cool. and fun. That game's not cool. <laughs> okay, so, it's okayish. Okay. I played a little bit of it. That's what everyone. I've played a little bit of it. You know why? Because it sucks. It's it's boring. <laughs> everyone plays a little bit of it, and then they go play something better. Yeah. That's what bad. That's what bad games are. Like yeah, I played oh. a little bit of it. That's why so they don't make them anymore. Better than that. <laughs> I, yeah, I so, think his new game oh. actually looks more interesting than Little Big Planet, like Sackboy's Big Sack Adventure or whatever it is, like the PS5 game. I haven't seen mm-hmm. that. Oh, like that looks more interesting than a little than that than Little Big Planet ever did. So not to not to go <laughs> vastly off topic. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, one other thing I wanted to say about Day of the Devs was that. It was okay. One thing really disappointed me about the show, and I don't know, it's probably just me, but I think it's really cool that it's a whole show uh, d- dedicated to indie games and everything. But when you ha- have it follow up to Summer Game Fest, and then you just. It was a little disappointing because there were also like technical glitches on their end, and on top of that, like give the developers like a nicer camera to shoot on, give them some lighting. Like, make them look good, because these are cool games, and I just think it's a little disrespectful, you know, to be like, oh, we'll just give them whatever and show whatever quality they have. It's like they emailed them, like, an hour beforehand. It's like, hey, uh, whatever you got, you gotta, like, you gotta film yourself. And people are, like, using, like, their phones and, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, whatever they got. Yeah, Yeah, because, I'm like, come on. Day of the Devs was always a in-person event in San Francisco. Like, this is, like, the first time it's ever ever been a stream you know as far as i know like it was okay. always just like a a thing that happened in san francisco where like anyone could come up and talk to these developers and just kind of like hang mm. out and you know it's just, it just like one of those you know cultural touchstones for that area so like this wow. being the first time that they did a stream for it you know with covid and all that shit like it's cool that it even happened, and I, I hope that they keep fleshing that out along mm-hmm. with Summer Game Fest. It seems like they got the two shows that were, like, brand new and kind of figuring themselves out back-to-back, you know? <laughs> God, I guess <it's, laughs> it makes sense, but it's also, as a viewer, you're just like, man, what the, what is fucking happening here? You know? <laughs> like, yeah. What, what am I watching? Mm-hmm. I actually yeah. thought the the Tribeca game spotlight, I thought that was like on point. Mm-hmm. Like that whole, 100% agree. that whole showcase was amazing. It was short. They had good transitions. All the games, like all the games looked fucking cool. Not all, now, yes. not all of them are something I want to play, but they all <laughs> look so cool. Well, and they Ethan- all had vastly different like art styles. Speaking of, yes. what's another game that you want to play from Tribeca? Uh, where do we start? <laughs> right? Oh, yes. Well, let's start with Let's Kevin. start from the top. How about that? Yeah. yeah. Start from the top. My, I think the coolest game that was shown at Tribeca is one that has already been shown before, but it's that mm-hmm. Canna Bridge of Spirits. Yes. I think that game looks incredible. Like, that game literally looks like I'm playing an animated film. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I know everybody's, you know, high on Ratchet and Clank, and rightfully so, because that game looks impressive. Like, very impressive. But, this but it's one. also but it's also fucking Insomniac. That's a huge studio. You know, they got that huge budget. And they have talent that goes back decades. So I kind of expect Ratchet and Clank to look fucking good on new hardware. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Kano Bridge of Spirits is a first-time studio from filmmakers. These guys are, you know, like they existed in the film world making animated films. And to come out with their first showing like this, like, God, it looks so good. I don't even care yeah. if the gameplay is fucking tedious. <laughs> like, I would just sit there and just look at the game. <laughs> I agree. It's beautiful looking. It, I mean, it looks fun, the little bit of gameplay we saw. I don't know. I oh, yeah, it, it does good. look fun. This, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just it looks like a cartoon version of, like, you know, it has, like, that little bit of you know the god of war style and then what are those uh the, the little character the rot or whatever pikmin. like that's kind of that's very <laughs> pikmin, that's very pikmin-esque you know like definitely yeah. taking influences but they're first-time game developers i would expect them to draw influences from a lot of different things and into this big melting pot of development stew you know i don't have yeah. anything against that it looks but so I, good I, and we only have to wait till like august i think <laughs> I'm gonna have to oh, wait nice. for fucking probably four Augusts from now because it's PS5. So that's PS on the PS4 too. Yeah, but <sighs> not to go PS4. not not to go off on a whole nother <laughs> tangent here. <laughs> but any game that is cross gen is not actually cross gen. Like it's meant to be played on new gen hardware, and it's just like yeah, and it's also on this game or this you know piece of shit old hardware. And we stripped back a lot of stuff. You know, like I'm not going to play anything that's cross-gen on old hardware. You get that cyberpunk shit, you know? <laughs> it's like, oh, cyberpunk's cross-gen, but guess what? It doesn't work on PS4. That's true. Well, not all games are like that, so I think right, some that's a, that's a, that's <laughs> a That's a drastic uh, comparison, you know? But mm-hmm. like, I, like Horizon Forbidden West, that game looks absolutely stunning. Do I want to play it on my base PS4 that can't even load up fucking, you know, <laughs> anything right now? I feel like my PS4 is going to explode. I don't I don't want to put Forbidden West on there and just watch it literally melt. <laughs> so yeah. Anything that's cross gen, I'm just going to play it on the if, you know, play it on the the new gen and if you know if it's PS5, then I'll just have to fucking wait, you know. <laughs> I'm not playing any of this stuff that's cross gen. On the old hardware, just not happening. I'll come visit. You can play it on mine. Yeah, there you go. Bring me your PS Five. We'll pl- we'll just do a, a marathon run of it. Can't be that long, right? Deal, deal. Honestly, <laughs> just just re- you know, someone can just release all. Let's the stream it. Just, I want to see it. I'll just, yeah, I'll just watch this. I just give me the fucking movie. I don't even need to play the game. Just make a, <laughs> just make the movie. Like like honestly, like this just looks Heck like yes. an awesome movie. <laughs> you know, it looks like a Pixar film. Mm-hmm. Like, I am totally in love with the way that game looks. So, yeah, that was, like, my big my big standout of games that I would actually, like, want to play. Like, Harold Halibut looks amazing just from, like, a technique standpoint. Um, but from just, like, gameplay standpoint, like, it's very much just... It's probably going to be one of those, you know, 
a minimalist kind of like point and click style adventure games, which is fine. I like those too, but God, give me Kenna Bridge of Spirits. Just shoot that shit into my veins right now. God, that game looks amazing. <laughs> like, that's like my most anticipated game that's not, you know, that I won't be able to play <laughs> for a while. Someday. Someday. Exactly. Yeah. By the time I can play it, the sequel will be out. So, yeah. so what, what about, about 12 minutes? Oh, yeah. 12, 12 minutes. minutes, yeah. I think that looks, that looks cool. Good. That looks really cool. It's actually got, like, a good cast. You know, mm-hmm. James McAvoy, Willem Dafoe. I don't really know if Daisy Ridley's a good actress because she's only been in Star Wars, and that's not necessarily a good measuring stick for acting. <laughs> Never she was really... like Murder in the Orient Express. Yeah, so she's only been in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> are you ignoring that movie i haven't seen hey. it yet <laughs> hey it's okay it's fine I hear it's good. Yeah, yeah it's fine I mean, they got, they're getting a sequel so you know that is, that's something right yeah i mean continuing with the agatha christie novels yeah. might as well she was also in that movie with uh tom holland that, oh. that kind of came out came and went because it was it was like what chaos something chaos the chaos emeralds the Sonic Yeah, spin-off. we don't really need to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, that seems right. <laughs> I can't remember anything about... I just know that the movie came out, and they're like, yeah, this is shit. Don't watch it. I can't Girls can mind, like, be mind readers to the guys or whatever. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, like, guys' thoughts are, like, projected or something. Better. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything. You know, I can't judge Daisy really right now. But James McAvoy and Willem <laughs> Dafoe are incredible. Like, put, put Willem Dafoe in everything. <laughs> Absolutely. Put him in everything. Put him in literally everything. That man is amazing. Put him in literally every Spider-Man movie ever. Yes. Put him in. I just want to. Yes. I just, Put him in the new one. I want Willem Dafoe to narrate my day. So, oh my oh god. god. <laughs> I never sleep I'm again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like ah, it's it, yeah, and just from like gameplay style, like it just seems super cool. Like the whole time loop mechanic and you know the idea that mm-hmm. you're trying to basically solve a mystery and you have you know it's the same 12 minutes uh, but you can change it it kind of reminds me of uh like source code a little bit that movie that came out mm. that dude's yeah. day like always resets but he can keep making different decisions mm-hmm. like that's pretty cool it's it's a it's a it's super simple and it just if they do if they handle it right it it could it could be pretty impressive yeah. I agree. The other one that stood out to me was Lost and Random. Did you guys see oh, that one? I love the I love the Tim oh, yeah. Burton esque feel to yes, it. Yes, dude. It literally <laughs> looks like like Frankenweenie or like Coraline, like that kind of that kind yes. of like uh that style. Mm-hmm. I mean it just so it's creepy. like it's like straight up just like a three D action platformer kind of game. Which usually aren't my vibe, but just the art style really like looked cool, so I it would definitely be something that I would at least want to look into if it's, you know, if it comes to something that I can play it on. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> well, with any luck, it'll be on Game Pass or something. Oh, yeah. Put all this stuff on Game Pass. Hey, guess what? Put Canna Bridge of Spirits on Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think a lot of stuff is coming to the Game Pass, so you'll be set for life. <laughs> yeah. For sure. 
but yeah, I don't know. That was pretty much that was all the stuff that from Tribeca that I would actually like that I would want to play. Like the other ones, you know, they all had like cool styles. Like Sable, I'm kind of like on the fence on. Like on one hand, I look at it and I'm like, wow, this is kind of like a really cool art style. Kind of reminds me of kind of like Dr. Seuss a little bit, <laughs> oddly <laughs> en- oddly enough. But it also seems like one of those games where where the the uh, like the like the lure of just the style kind of loses you, and then you're stuck with the gameplay, and it's just like super empty. It seems like one of those games where like the art style no longer impresses you because you've seen it enough, and then you're just kind of like playing the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the game the <laughs> game just doesn't look interesting to me. Maybe it's just because it's like the demos haven't really like shown you what you're actually doing or what the it seems a little too vague and too like opaque of a game for me. So to be that empty and desolate and and whatnot. It'd be a game that I would just like wanna watch someone else play maybe in the background <laughs> while I'm playing Canada Bridge of Spirits. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> One of the other games that stood out to me, but I don't really want to play, was uh, Norco. It was that, like, gothic, about Louisiana. Yeah. Like. It definitely reminded me of, like, old school point-click, like, PC games. mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I like that it it just seemed, yeah. Like, that took place in, like, a real location, too, and, like, had, like, I don't know. I didn't like the, wasn't that the one that was introduced by Norman Reedus? (laughs) Who didn't seem like he knew that he was supposed to be doing that. (laughs) That was weird. (laughs) Like the camera angle was like a whole wall and then the bottom corner he saw his face and he was like reading a script. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, Norman, did you just now check your phone and realize that you were supposed to be doing this? Like, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of the only negative that whole showcase. (laughs) Was Norman (laughs) Reedus. What the fuck are you doing? Oh man, Wade, did you actually did you watch the Tribeca? Did you was there anything that stood out to you? Um, I did not watch Tribeca. I did go back and watch a couple of the trailers afterwards. Um, but we covered all of those games. So out right. of all okay. of it, I just give me Kenna. I just want Kenna. Yeah, I need it now. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I could spend a whole day talking about how that game looks amazing. So. Well, I'll spend a whole day <laughs> telling you how amazing it is once it comes out and I play it. Yeah, I'll just turn my phone off. No, I'm going to come over and hang out with Atlas and talk about it. And you can listen if you want to. <laughs> oh, man. So, what's the next game show we have up? Ubisoft. Okay. Ubisoft. Let's talk about I, the Rabbids. I actually didn't get to watch the Ubisoft forward, but I saw some of the announcements. I didn't either. So, Wade. Yes. Yep, wait, it's all you, buddy. Oh, yep. for Ubisoft? Um, yeah. So, yes. <laughs> Which is like, the, it's like the least the least Wade studio ever. I know, and I guess I'm the only one who watched it. Um, There wasn't a whole, whole yeah, lot sorry. that particularly stuck out to me. Um, Like, you, you have your Mario and Rabbids. Um, I really enjoyed the first game. Um, we'll see if I play the second game or not. Um, Just kind of depends. Uh, I yeah. love the new characters. Like, the trailer was fantastic. I had a good job watching that. Um, yeah. And then they they had a lot of stuff there about uh, the Assassin's Creed Valhalla. 
Now, right. I'm not somebody who's played any modern Assassin's Creed games. I played like a couple hours of one and two, like back when they first came out. Uh, but watching them talk about Valhalla and go through some of the stuff that's coming to it, um, it does kind of make me want to try it out at some point. We'll see. I don't know. It looks like a really big game, and I have yeah, I I live huge. off of those anyway, so um, my backlog my backlog can't get much bigger. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I'm kind of in that same boat where the idea of another hour or a hundred hour long game just gives me anxiety at this mm-hmm, point. Mm-hmm. So, and I love I've pretty much played all the Assassin's Creeds. It's always a, it's a franchise I've pretty much stuck with this whole time. Like I put like 200 hours into Odyssey. And I, I loved it. And I kind of like that Assassin's Creed kind of left. Like, they're still doing, like, historical time periods, but they left the uh, historical accuracies behind. Because, like, you know, Assassin's Creed Origins, they had, like, a whole DLC where you're fighting, like, Egyptian gods and the undead and all this other shit. And then Odyssey is all Greek mythology. You're, like, fighting, like, Medusa and the Minotaur. And, you know, so they, they brought in the fantasy elements, and it just makes the games more enjoyable in my opinion mm-hmm. um so like i know they're doing the same with valhalla i just i haven't played it so i don't know to what degree but i just i know it the fan base is kind of split like some people are like i want my old assassin's creed back and then like there's like this who the, this whole like new contingent of assassin's creed fans they're like no 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 just stay just keep doing what you're doing this is great <laughs> so well, like um in the what they talked about there in the show was that they they've built in like a big historical kind of tour thing um yeah. throughout the game that you can go and walk through and listen to like the actual historical viking events and stuff like that like the raiding and stuff like that um yeah. and that that's really cool that's something that appeals a bit to me they did that with uh odyssey as well where you can go through like all of like ancient greece uh, in a, like a historical context way, like an educational way, and it's just like, oh, this is the, the, uh, you know, cool. the Parthenon and all this other shit, and like why it was important. And, like there was actually like, uh, like stories of like professors like using it in their classrooms. Like well, just, it is pretty. It's like it's like a whole it's a whole separate section of the game. Like you go into the menu and you just go to like museum mode or whatever it's called. I don't you know. Mm. Not, I don't know if it's. So it's not like mm-hmm. it's not like you're on the tour and then all of a sudden like a mercenary tries to kill you and you have to <laughs> start fighting this press, guy or whatever. Press pod is like, on that audio. Yeah, exactly. There. Like, oh, sorry, class. Yeah. I'm gonna kill this guy real quick. I had a contract on him, so that's fine. That's awesome. Like, it's well, a whole well, like separate like educational mode. So I guess they're sticking with that, which is cool. Like something else that they talked about was that they announced that they'd be going into a a full second year of. Uh, of content for Valhalla 2. Um, yeah. And, you know, people are excited about that, and that's great, but I feel like that should be more the normal. Like, that should be a normal thing. Um, like, to just to release a game, here's a smidge of DLC, now we're leaving it in the past. Yeah. Um, I like to see that support after that, um, especially if it's a game that, you know, deserves continuing. If you want people to still play the game, we'll support yeah. it, you know. I think Ubisoft above really a lot of other major publishers out there are really setting like a gold standard for how to support a game. 
Like, they're still releasing stuff for, like, For Honor and Rainbow Six Siege. And those games are multiple years old. <laughs> right. And at some point, like, like Siege, for example, that game launched to, like, really lukewarm response. And literally any other publisher would have been like, all right, well, cut our losses and start on something else. And, like, Ubisoft's, like, basically transformed that game to what it was at launch to now it's like a fucking it's basically like playing it's like a gi joe simulator you know <laughs> like it's like a whole like they basically like they transform their games years after they've launched like they did it with ghost recon as well you know ghost recon like breakpoint launched really everyone hated it and they literally went in there and basically like created a brand like a whole different way to play the game and launched it again and everyone's like oh yeah cool this is exactly what we wanted <laughs> It's just like no other publisher does that stuff. You know, like you, you create a game and um, you don't get the reaction that you want out of it. You have a decision, I suppose. You yeah. can you can abandon it and waste all the money and time, um, or you can you can try to make something out of it. And it's always nice to see publishers go back and do that. Oh yeah, like they almost all of their IPs now they. Now, to some degree, they've kind of... This is probably, in my opinion, why they haven't made a Splinter Cell game. Because they Ubisoft hasn't figured out a way to completely monetize Splinter Cell and make it some big, mat open-world, hubba-baloo nonsense like every other game they have. Because mm-hmm. they're not really in the market to make like your 10-15 hour experience anymore. They're trying to create these like services... They want you to be like, hey, you play this game and you're going to play it for five to ten years. Right. So, no one's playing Splinter Cell. <laughs> you know, like, that's just... That's why, in my personal opinion, we're never going to get another one. They might as well sell that fucking IP. They're never going to develop it. They put that character in all these other games, but they're not going to make him his own. It's just not their business model anymore. Uh, cough, cough, Banjo-Kazooie. Cough, cough. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Exactly, yeah. My bad. Some, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I definitely want to so, get into Valhalla, but yeah. I mean, not going to be anytime soon. Right. So yep. way back to you again, was there anything else that stood out to you at that showcase? Um, or? <laughs> the one thing that I actually keep forgetting happened during it um, is probably Ethan's most favoritist thing in the whole world. Ethan, what's that thing? <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> Tell okay, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's my most favorite thing, <laughs> oh, but man. I definitely feel defensive about this more, <laughs> more so than most people. Ethan getting defensive, what? Right. Oh man. Yeah, that's my vanity project. That's another podcast. <laughs> okay, so tell us. It's the new. It's the final. You know, they they've been. This has been rumored for years. It's almost. I think it's been confirmed like a year ago that they were making it. But the Avatar game, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, was finally, like, properly announced, and we got a little CG trailer, and a 2022 release date, so, and I think, uh, they finally came out and said that it's a first-person open-world game, not third-person like I was expecting, it's first-person, so that's pretty cool. So yeah, I'm super excited, I'm a huge Avatar, Avatar fanboy, um... So, yeah, another, you know, internet come at me. <laughs> I love Zack Snyder and oh, fucking man. Avatar. So, what do you, what, what's up? You know, I'm that guy. 
So See, I'm really I, excited. See, I for was that. really enjoying the trailer. Um, I was like, oh, this looks so nice, and I love to explore like Pandora more. Like it's been so long since we've gotten to look at it like this. Oh, and there's the humans. Now they show up and they're wrecking everything, which I get is the point. Right. <laughs> but like watching but the... the trailer, like my interest dropped like 75% once I saw there was like earthlings in it. Humans. I was like, I mean, that's, uh... but that's like, that is Avatar. <laughs> I know. I know. I, 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 my presumption was that like we get to explore the world, you know, without having to worry about like movie story <laughs> right i guess I mean, he's gotta have there's gotta be some sort of conflict in the game otherwise it's just you know you're playing the witness at that point i guess i mean but like couldn't the story come from like internally like come from pandora itself mm-hmm. yeah you like know? warring like warring tribes or something, something like, a pre- like that like a prequel know? or yeah. something i just like you see this beautiful world and these creatures and of course the people themselves and then like oh well here's an attack helicopter and I was like, oh, I mean, but the good thing me. is, is it seemingly looks like that you're, you know, you're going to play as the Navi mm-hmm. or at the very least a, an avatar of one of them. So you get mm-hmm. to kill all those humans. So, you know, uh, I guess. <laughs> so, you know, if you want to, if you want to play that, <laughs> can't I just have like Stardew Valley on Pandora? I mean, I just talk to, to the guy who makes Stardew Valley. Maybe he'll make an update <laughs> where you can have a farm on Pandora. I need a mod. Somebody mod it for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm personally excited for it. I think it'd be really cool, especially first person, you know, flying around on those fucking dragons in first person and, and Pandora. Like, that would be awesome. Like, Oh, yeah, I'll keep my eye out on it for sure. Yeah. I'm really excited for it. It makes sense that it's a 2022 release because I'm pretty sure that's when the sequel comes out as well. I think it's 2022 or maybe it's 2020. It's been delayed so many damn times. Oh, the movie? I think it's next year. I think it's next year. I think it's 2020. I think it's next December, and then it's basically like every December for like like 16 years. Two, four, six, and eight, I Mm -hmm. think. Yeah. Yeah. So, So yeah, I'm excited. That'd be really cool. Get a game and the movie around the same time. That'd be, uh, this guy would like that. Old old Ethan would like that. (laughs) So. (laughs) But yeah, and I, and you know, back to Mario and Rabbids, I really liked uh, Mario and Rabbids, the first one. I like those kind of like XCOM tactics games. And it was, you know, seeing Mario carrying around a gun and just killing rabbits, like, fuck yeah, man, I'm all about that. Put Mario in more in more games besides just Nintendo properties, you know? If that's it for that, do you guys want to move on to the Xbox showcase? Sure. Oh, boy. <laughs> we could do that. Xbox the, fanboys. The Xbox... Ooh, I, I would yeah, go that I, <laughs> I would. I would definitely go that Yes. Ethan, I am the Ethan resident Xbox, Xbox boy. <laughs> I'm not hating. I'm just saying that's what you are. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like uh, you know, like on this show, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm, I'm the Xbox guy. Wade, you're Nintendo, and Chelsea, you're PlayStation. Yep. That's pretty much how it plays out. <laughs> There's some cross pollination in there, but you know, <laughs> I've pretty much always I'm I've owned every Xbox. Uh, I love their IPs. I love their games. I love their, uh, like their programs and just how they like interact with the with the gaming community and 
granted a lot of that has come from necessity because they've usually are always the underdog so when you're mm-hmm. when you're punching up you always kind of take big risks but man they're doing some cool shit yeah this <laughs> it's also good this was a good showcase for them today that sh- that yes. showcase was uh like honestly there may have been only been like one or two things where i was just like yeah it's not for me but literally everything else on that showcase i was like i want to play this shit day one like this looks awesome well like, do we s- just want to start strong then yeah so what was your favorite my fa- oh, favorite favorite <laughs> or what was the i think least favorite would be easier <laughs> well okay <laughs> go for it what's your okay. least what was that i can't even remember the title that's how bad it was um it's kind of like a fall guys fallout guy fall Bo- fall guys the party oh, animals, animals one party animals. yeah <laughs> yes what, that one what, was i don't know oh, what that was goodness. i feel like that got put in there by mistake i feel like that was like some joke by like a employee that was quitting or something put that shit in there because that <laughs> just looks awful it's, yeah. like it's cute I'll and charming and whatever and i'm sure it'll be fun and whimsical and like a little party game but man i i don't care about that stuff those aren't for me those aren't my games uh, and i don't uh, think it even looked cute yeah <laughs> it looked stupid <laughs> I'll just call it what it is. I mean, yeah, it's it, it's Fall Guys. It's you know, it is what it is. It's basically yeah. It's like yeah. Mi- it's Microsoft's Fall Guys, basically. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, I don't really. I've never played Slime Rancher because I just just looking at it, I didn't really know what it was. It just kind of looked like you're just capturing balls of goo and then putting them in cages to make more balls of goo. So it just, <laughs> just yeah, that's about it. <laughs> Yeah, that that, that gameplay loop doesn't sound fun to me. So, um, like I'm sure there's a story in there. I've played I played the first one for about five or six hours or so. Um, yeah. So I didn't I didn't finish the game. Um, but I also didn't know. I guess that they got did they get bought by Microsoft? I don't even are they know. one of those even... studios? I don't really know, but um, there's definitely some upgrading that's happened since uh, since you know the first one was created. Um, and like it looks it looks amazing like just like art style the graphical stuff oh yeah it looks great um yeah so we'll see if it's cheap if it's one of those cheap games oh wait it's gonna be a game pass game it's game pass man oh then i'm sure i'm I'm sure i'll try it (laughs) i'm sure i'll try it yeah like i'm pretty sure everything they showed on this showcase besides like battlefield and a couple other things were like day one game pass almost Mm -hmm. everything was yeah yeah like, I think Battlefield and maybe, uh, maybe, maybe it was just Battlefield because, you know, that's obviously, you know, DICE and that's third party. That's coming to everybody. So that's not going to be, mm-hmm. that won't be Game Pass. But, um, yeah, I mean, everything in this show just blew me away. And just the editing of the show, uh, the music selection for mm-hmm. the trailers, like, literally, the showcase was badass. Like, I was, I was super into it. Like there was so, and I love how there was a, uh, a diversity of like types of games and types of styles. You know, usually Xbox has always just kind of been like a, a very, it's just like all oh, these are shooters. You know, here's your very shooters. Mm-hmm. very mainstream style. Like here's your sports, yeah. here's your shooters, here's yeah, your exactly. horror. Here you go, have yeah. fun. Yeah, but I love that they're that they're branching out, and there was a lot of really cool stuff to showcase that. 
Mm-hmm. You know, Somerville, I which agree. is from Jump Ship Studio, which I want to say isn't Jump Ship Studio. Do you guys, isn't that the, some of the guys that left Play Dead, didn't, isn't that their studio? Or am I, I want to say Jump Ship Studio is like some of the like OG guys from Play Dead, which did uh, Inside and Limbo. Because Somerville looks like Inside and Limbo. I, I, I don't it, know. It looks exactly like it looks exactly like that kind of style. That that kind of like two point five D side scrolling adventure kind of uh, kind of game. It looks really cool. I dig the style of it. Um, Replaced was like another like two D uh, action game. Kind of had like a cyberpunk feel to it. Mm-hmm. That looked that looked really cool. The Ascent, which is a twin stick shooter, which I usually don't get down on twin stick shooters, but the more I see from The Ascent, the more I'm just like, please give me The Ascent. Like I want to <laughs> play this game. This looks so cool. Um, there wasn't really a lot of stuff that was a like if I had any negative. There wasn't really like that big moment of like surprise, I think. Most of the stuff that was kind of that kind of was shown and kind of happened was like really cool, but it wasn't just like a like showstopper, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I was a, one of, you know, one of my predictions was that Starfield was going to be Xbox exclusive. I I expected that and that was kind of like, "Hey, Starfield's Xbox exclusive. We don't have anything to show besides this little trailer." Yeah, so I was all like, I was just kind of like, yeah, okay, I called it. I kind of figured that would be how it would happen. Like, I wanted to see some gameplay, but I wasn't. I didn't expect gameplay. You know, Stalker Two. Like, I'm glad we finally got to see some actual like, gameplay of that. That game looks amazing. That's totally up my alley. Um, Back for Blood literally just looks like Left for Dead, but they just can't call it Left for Dead. So. <laughs> Like, it's literally that fucking game. Mm-hmm. But, you know, those are really fun and really good games. Um, I guess, honestly, the biggest surprise that I saw was the uh, Sea of Thieves uh, Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> update. <laughs> like, literally, I was, like, blown away by that. I saw that, and I was like, holy shit. See, I, I saw awesome. that. I saw that, and, like, you hear, like, Tia Dalma talk at first, but you don't know it's Tia Dalma yet. And I'm yeah. just like, that... That sounds like Tia Dama. Are they just being really obvious about... Oh, nope. There's Jack Sparrow. <laughs> See, yeah. to me, yeah. at first, I was like, that That seems like almost too, like, low-hanging fruit. Right. But then I kept watching, and I was like, well, that looks... I mean, like, for people who like the game, I'm sure that's super-duper exciting. Um, so you all might have to drag me into it or something. Yeah, and it, it said that it's, like, an epic original story. So I'm curious if it's, like... Is this like a single play? Because that game doesn't really have a story mode. Mm-hmm. Like it's very much just like go, just go do, be a pirate, go do whatever you want to mm-hmm. do. So the fact that this is like seems like an actual campaign, like that seems very interesting to me. Well, it's probably good though, you know, because you know it being an MMO of sorts, um, yeah. and an MMO without a story is, huh? You know, that's something. Yeah. Like they have like. You know, they have, like, seasons and, like, uh, like objectives, but there's never really been, like, a campaign mode, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
So, like, the idea that this is, like, a Pirates of the Caribbean story with a lot of your favorite pirates, like, that sounds fucking cool. Like, fighting Davy Jones and hanging out with Jack Sparrow and doing all, getting into shenanigans, like, I'm all, I'm all about that. Give me a, just give me a Pirates of the Caribbean game. Just, just rename Sea of Thieves and make it Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> For real, I, I, I mean, I'd do that. I'd play that. Yeah, like, I've always wanted, like, a really cool pirate game and putting Pirates of the Caribbean and Sea of Thieves together, like, it's, yeah, it seems like low-hanging fruit and it's kind of just, like, seems like an obvious thing, but whatever, man, it looks fucking cool. I'm all about oh, yeah. it. <laughs> well, Ethan, <laughs> you know? I know that you're, you're really excited about Psychonauts 2 also, right? Yeah, I was kind of disappointed that that prediction didn't pan out. I was really Coming out waiting today. for them. Yeah, I was really yeah. waiting for like at the end of that trailer to be I like, was hoping it's on for Game you. Pass now, but they were like August 22nd. <laughs> I was like, well, that's close. Oh, that sounds about like when Kenna comes out. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm really excited about Psychonauts 2. That seems really cool. Um, I like Tim Schafer. I like I like his 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 style of humor. Um, I guess one of the surprises was uh, a Plague Tale Requiem. I was not expecting that game to get a sequel, but that game looks gorgeous. I couldn't watch that- a lot of that trailer because, like, my stream was doing terrible things during that, so I didn't really get to watch any of that one. Oh my god, go watch it. Like, And the original Plague Tale, A Plague Tale Innocence, is on Game Pass right now, so you can play it. And, but man, A Plague Tale Requiem, that just looks really, really nice. Like It just kind of ends on like this wide shot vista that kind of looks, almost kind of looks like, uh, like Grease. Kind of has like that kind of vibe. But man, that looks impressive. Hmm. Um, I was not expecting Atomic Heart to be uh, Game Pass, like day one Game Pass, because I didn't think that, I don't think that's an exclusive, but it's on Game Pass day one, so that's interesting to me. That's basically just like a new Bioshock, just not Bioshock. <laughs> um, uh, they just kind of announced the Contraband game as a new IP, but they didn't yeah. really show anything that it was. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. just like, here's a new IP yeah. that we have. And that's kind of what I expected from this showcase for Xbox is a lot, since they've bought so many studios, uh, I was not expecting a whole lot of stuff for like 2021 release. And a lot of these games are all were like, hey, this is 2022, or this is further out than that. Like that's kind of what I was expecting going into it. And that's pretty much how it played out. Like the they ended with the new IP from Arcane which is Redfall. Oh my gosh, Redfall. <laughs> so first off, before we talk about Redfall, I just I want to apologize to the Elder Six Scrolls fan base. I know that they have been thinking for forever that Redfall was going to be the name of ES6 because, you know, they saw that Bethesda had um, copyrighted the title and, you know, that title makes plenty of sense for an Elder Scroll game. Right. Um, so I hope if, if, you know, you all are out there, I hope you all are doing okay today. Um, you had your one little bit of in- information taken away from you. But this game looks amazing, and I'm still excited for that. So there's that. They should have, 
they should have trolled him even harder and just been like from Bethesda and just put the title up that just said Redfall. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, <laughs> I've already seen that people are like going through the uh, Starfield trailer trying to find the slightest little tease about Elder Scrolls in the Starfield teaser. <laughs> Oh my god! And I'm like, you give it a mess. They need some right. water. They just need some water. Yeah, let me get let me let me get on Ethan's soapbox. Let me pull it out. It's in the drawer right here. Uh, oh set, no! Let me set this up. Uh, dear internet, dear Elder Scrolls Six fans, give it a fucking rest. All right, your game is like five years away. Please calm down with your theories and your nonsense and your hype. That game is not coming any time soon all right i'm gonna put this soapbox away it wasn't even dusty <laughs> so i I get it out i don't think your i don't think your soapbox has ever been dusty my friend <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i'm so tired of hearing from the, that that contingent of the internet fucking elder scrolls 6 fans jesus christ it was a huge mistake for them to even show it was. Little, it was that little drone footage with the title art of Elder Scrolls Six. Like that was a mistake. Because <laughs> you know how Bethesda does things. They like they'll show everything about the game at the E3 before it comes out in that fall, and yep. that's that's all you get. So the fact yep. that people are going to be begging and crying for the next few years is tedious <laughs> to me. I mean, think about it. it They've was been cruel. working it was on Starfield. Move. They've been working on Starfield since Fallout Four. You know how long Fallout 4 came out? <laughs> Fuck. So Gosh. they're not even working on Elder Scrolls 6 right now because they have all hands on deck working on Starfield. Like literally all the other side studios are pulling in talent just to get Starfield out the door. No one's fucking doing anything with Elder Scrolls right now. There may be like one guy and he's just like, writing the little lore books. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> But that game is so... That may be a next-gen title. Like, the next next-gen. Oh, don't say that. So... <laughs> oh, no. That. Or that's going to be like a, a, you know, like a Last of Us Part Two, where it's just like, it comes out right at the end of the generation. Like, well... It's going to be one of those things. I mean, whenever it comes out, it's, it's going to have to last them a long, long time. So as long as they get it done, and it's playable, and it comes out... And it has the lifespan equivalent to Skyrim. I think it'll be fine. Honestly, the cynic in me, I can see that literally coming out towards the end of this generation, and it being a cross-gen for the next Xbox. <laughs> Maybe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're gonna have a huge install base, and then it's a good launch title for a new system. Like I can see Elder Scrolls Six doing that. That's very cynical because you're talking eight years from now minimum. <laughs> But still, <laughs> but it's Todd Howard, so who knows? But it's Todd Howard, so it's a hundred percent possible. <laughs> but anyway, back to Redfall. Let's talk about Redfall. I don't really. I I'm already okay. Let me start over. There's <laughs> <laughs> so, so many so many so many things. I like vampires, so right there, that's a win. I don't like the art style. Oh, you don't. I don't because it reminds me of too much of every other of this kind of game. Like it, just, it literally looks like Back for Blood, but instead of zombies, it's vampires. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I felt like I was seeing the same trailer again, and it just had different monsters. 
Well, like, I feel I like this one is more like more... a story-driven thing. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, you I know? mean, like, if you start parsing it out game for game, like, they're definitely going to be different. But it just, like, looking at them, so, like, if I just take screenshots and put them side by side, I, it's, it's like the same fucking game. Mm. You know, and I just don't mm. necessarily like... Like, I don't know if it should have gone more of the realistic look, if it should have leaned more into cartoony. I don't know, but I just... I don't know. I, I, I didn't really like how the vampires looked either. They kind of looked a little too, like, Saturday morning cartoon vampires. See, I thought that that gave everything a little more personality, though. Yeah, and you may be right. I mean, I definitely don't want... You know, I'm not... I'm not advocating for like fucking twilight vampires or some shit but <laughs> you know i don't need a bunch of fucking diamond blondes out there running around <laughs> so but i don't know it looks i like arcane games like they did dishonored and they did prey and those games are really 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 good so i'll definitely play it i just am not totally in love with the way it looks yet like it kind of looks like death loop too which is also arcane and I don't really mm-hmm. like how that looks either. So, but it's PS Five, so fuck it. I won't be playing it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. What do you guys? What do you? What do you guys think? Um, like this is not the kind of game that I'd usually get into because you know, like the whole like high active shooter stuff. I just it's usually too much for me. Um, right. But just watching the trailer for that today, I was like, I I mean, especially I have Game Pass. It'll be free um for me <laughs> so oh yeah <laughs> i'll probably give it a shot just because it looks like the, i like the care how the characters look and how they're interacting um the personality that everything gives off i'm really enjoying that so far so i'll probably at least give it a try yeah i i i gotta say i did like the chemistry between like the characters and like their like little interactions like i was digging all of that but i don't know it's not like i hate the way it looks it's just not something i was like super into mm-hmm. you know didn't grasp your attention as like much. if it wasn't if it wasn't day one game pass i would not i would i would be like a wait for a sale kind of thing mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but the fact that it is and you know xbox exclusive so it's day one game pass like hell yeah i'll fire it up and it's probably super fun you know but chelsea what about you i know you don't have an xbox and you're like yeah you, know, you hate microsoft and you hate xbox and so. No, you can't just make up stuff. <laughs> no, no, no. Just because I don't have an Xbox doesn't mean I hate them. I mean, that's exactly I what just... it means. No, it doesn't. Hey, now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it... no. I it was. I thought it was a good showcase. I thought it was nice, and I can appreciate all the games they had to offer. I liked the variety. I thought a lot of them looked fun, and I was kind of like, oh, darn, you know, I don't have Game Pass, but that doesn't mean I'm suddenly going to have Game Pass now. (laughs) I was going to say, million-dollar question. Did this showcase sell you an Xbox? (laughs) A little bit more. (laughs) Okay. Okay. You hear that, Microsoft? You're getting there. (laughs) You're getting there. Those deep-rooted Sony fanboys you know you're you're slowly uprooting them (laughs) slowly digging them out we'll get you we'll you know we'll get there here's ethan flaming the uh the console wars (laughs) yep we're all just trying to live our lives here all right all right yeah and judging us don't fucking paint me into that i 
God. I don't hey, you're it. painting me into a corner. Yeah. You did it hey, to yourself. This is all. This is all this, yeah. Okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Console wars. Fucking no. dumb. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Do you guys have any other final words about the Xbox showcase? Mm. Good uh, job to them. Good job to them. Okay, I have a couple. I have a disappointment. Okay. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I was disappointed that Halo Infinite didn't show any gameplay for campaign. Oh yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Like they kind of show, they gave a little bit of like a little tiny snippet tease of maybe something about the story, or like, you know, oh Cortana, yeah, she was deleted, she went fucking crazy, so she's gone. <laughs> I'm your new AI. <laughs> so that may be like a little bit of an interesting snippet for us Halo fans. Like that's pretty cool, but. I don't know if they didn't want to show campaign gameplay just because the last time they did it, you know, it delayed the game a year. <laughs> so I don't know if they still are, you know, are a little trigger shy with showing the campaign. They showed a bunch of multiplayer, which, you know, whatever. It's huge. I'm not, I don't play Halo for the multiplayer. It's whatever. I know a lot of people love that stuff, but I'm in it for the story. Um, but I was just kind of surprised that that game comes out in the fall and we still haven't really seen a whole lot of the campaign. And it's a drastically different campaign because it's an open world Halo, which doesn't, it's never happened. So you would think that they would be putting that on a pedestal. So I don't know if I should, I don't know if it's making me nervous that we haven't seen it or if it's, I don't know. I honestly, I could see that game getting delayed again. <laughs> so. Like, honestly, I can see the multiplayer coming out in the fall and the campaign getting delayed to, like, the spring or something. Well, they gotta have something mm-hmm. to, to sell for Christmas, don't they? Yeah. I mean, you're right, but... I don't know, here it is, the summer, and we still really haven't seen anything of this game, and this is, like, the fucking game. This is... There you go. This is the Xbox <laughs> kind of system seller. Mm-hmm. And, we, and they, this is their perfect opportunity to, like, showcase halo infinite and it was just kind of like smashed in the middle of their showcase and it was just like here's a couple minutes of multiplayer and moving on like i thought that was kind of weird like i honestly thought they should have ended on halo infinite and just had a huge like gameplay demo with like a big like epic moment of like chief doing something badass and then just like boom that in- that closes the showcase and the it- fact that they just kind of smashed it in between a couple indie titles was just kind of weird to me yeah, no, you have a point. Like, I thought just, like, in terms of just, like, show layout, that didn't really make sense to me. So, because <laughs> at E3 Pass, anytime there's a Halo game, that was, you either led with it or you ended with it. Like, that's how it's always been. So, I don't know. I don't know if they're trying to not give halo the big spotlight anymore because they have so many more studios or because since it was an xbox bethesda showcase they didn't want it to like outshine anything it just seemed weird you know just seemed weird to me Mm -hmm. um and then the only other thing of note is you know outer worlds 2 got announced which that's awesome i actually really like that trailer it was funny basically making fun of every (laughs) game trailer ever oh yes (laughs) so there will be perfect players yeah, but that's Outer Worlds. Like, anyone who's played that game, like, that's its sense of humor, you know? Um, and 
Forza Horizon 5. Like, I'm not a big racing guy fan, but that game looks amazing. Like. It looks nice. God, that look. it's just. That's such a gorgeous looking game. Like the, it, it, you know, going out there like to these settings and doing their, you know, their their magic, taking all these photos and like the way that they like film the sky or whatever and implemented that in the game to give you like actual like realistic lighting and real looking skies. Like, dude, that shit's crazy to me. That looks that looks impressive. Mm-hmm. And the fact that that's the mm-hmm. same studio that's making Fable, like, ooh, if, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, Playground is like all playgrounds ever been known for is the horizon series like forza has two different studios turn 10 does the more simulation style forza and then playground does the horizon forza which is like the kind of fun goofy racing but playground is also doing fable so i don't know if this is them like flexing gearing up a little bit and gear it up a little bit for what they can do with Fable. Like, Fable's obviously, like, more, you know, it's a fantasy game. And I don't know what kind of, like, art style they're going to go for. But if they try to implement any sort of these techniques into Fable, that game's going to look fucking awesome. You know? Like, that's going to be... Mm, it's going to be good. <laughs> so... <laughs> like, that's kind of one thing, as, like, an Xbox fan, is... Their games have always been more about like the playing of the game the more like mechanics of it and they've never really been lookers and like that's where sony always like had like sony always had the games that looked amazing you know they always had this the you know the studios like santa monica and naughty dog they always make these like incredibly looking games and microsoft games never really looked up to that level but they were always like super tight to play but I'm wondering, I'm hoping that some of these new studios start trying to, like, flex their muscles a little bit and make some, like, truly impressive-looking games. And, like, I know Forza Horizon is just a racing game, but damn, that looks good. It looks really sharp. So, yeah, Chelsea, you need to get an Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> Moral of the story. <laughs> Moral of the Thanks story. Thanks for telling me that. <laughs> Moral of the story, you need to get an Xbox. Okay. Wade, did you have any other finding or any other final things you wanted to say about the Xbox showcase? No, that's about it. Ethan, Ethan nailed okay. hit the hit the nail on the head. Yeah. There. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I took up a lot of time, but man, I'm such a uh, such a like a giddy child over here for this. this you're showcase. you're the you're the person for that showcase, so that's appropriate. It's all <sighs> it good. so good. Yeah. I, just, I loved every minute of it, and they even like they even had that little title card, and it's like, oh, we also have like these twenty other games that are coming to Game Pass this year that aren't even in their showcase. And like a little, you know, they snuck in Yakuza Like a Dragon, which is the new Yakuza game that's on Game Pass now. So, mm-hmm. and I actually, that's like the perfect game if you've never played Yakuza to get into the series because it's a whole new character, a whole new city, a whole new storyline. So that's like the time to get in if you want to try out, which I've always wanted to try out the Yakuza series. So I may like, that may be an install tonight. So... <laughs> Funnily enough, I've actually I installed the first one earlier, so that's what I'll be doing after we finish recording this tonight. Oh, like the actual, like the first first, like uh, it's it's Yakuza the remake zero? of the first one. Yeah, no, not yeah, yeah, not yeah. zero because that's a prequel. That's not it doesn't actually come first. Like it does come well, first, cr- but it was not released. It comes first. first. 
Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. it comes first story-wise, but not mm-hmm. release order. Nope, I'm going to yeah. go in release order. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. If you include the remakes taking the place of the actual game. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, they have, like, that whole, like, remastered collection on Game Pass, too. Yeah, but right? that's, uh, it, yeah, it's just 4, 5, and 6, though. Yeah, it doesn't have, like, Kiwamis and... Mm-mm. I think those must have yeah. came out after. God, dude, that's such I a... I don't know. Yeah, you'll have to tell me, because if I play Like a Dragon, which is a whole new... Uh-huh. Like, and then you're playing the, you know, we'll have to compare notes. Oh, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm uh, pretty excited. I've known this. It's a fan favorite series. Um, I have yeah. friends and other people who have loved it for years, and um, I have them all, access to them all on Game Pass now, so I'll just give it a try. I'm honestly surprised you've never played a Yakuza game. Like, I know they're sort of, like, kind of like action brawlers, mm-hmm. which isn't necessarily, like, a game style of yours, but... It's also a very, like, prolific, like, Japanese series, so I just kind of assumed. Well, it's, they're, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're more of, it. like, cult favorite games. Like, they weren't on my radar, and mm-hmm. you yeah. know, until the last handful of years. I was so. going to say, I feel like they've reached prominence since, uh, maybe, like, Yakuza, like, 5, 4 or 5, like, really kind of, like, brought that more into, like, the mainstream, because I never even heard of it until within like the past like five six years mm-hmm. so. i i i didn't know about it until uh until the um web personality little karibo he would talk about it a lot and this was i mean this was a long time ago um but right. you know i've only really ever heard of it from him um but he talks really highly of it so yeah yeah i'm i'm interested to try like a dragon because it's also like turn-based instead of the like action style so that's kind of a yeah a different so i don't know i don't mind turn based a lot of people hate turn based but i don't mind it but yeah i don't know that's pretty much it for the uh, xbox showcase i don't really have anything i'm still kind of uh taking a breath after watching <laughs> that you know <laughs> well okay we wade from, how from, about square enix yeah i was about to say go from like the top of the mountain yeah. here um, well, we can start a side conversation here of uh, where we talk about you can have a showcase, but do you need to have a showcase? <laughs> um, and, you know, I hate saying that because mm-hmm. you know how much I love Square. Um, but it's because yeah. I love mm-hmm. Square that I feel this way about this. <laughs> um, uh, now, like, you know, first up was Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I super enjoyed the trailer. Um, it looks great. You know, it's not like Insomniac's uh, Spider-Man levels of detail mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. I, it doesn't have to be. Um, it looks fun for Guardians of the Galaxy. They now, have... I, yeah, I was going to say, who's is like who's developing Guardians of the Galaxy? It's uh, Square is Enix it... Montreal. Okay. Because I didn't see the Square Enix presentation. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when you guys... You know, we have like a, our little our little chat thread, and you're like, "Oh, there's a Guardians of the Galaxy game." I immediately just thought it was another, like, you know, obviously Telltale's not a thing anymore. But I just my brain immediately went to a Telltale oh, like style. the Telltale uh-huh. one, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, it's like, a wait, full there's... game. It's a full game. Yeah, single player it, campaign. Like... Um, interesting. And it comes out this year. It comes out, it comes out in like October, I think. Yeah, yeah, October twenty sixth, I believe. Mm-hmm. Now, is it MCU Guardians of the Galaxy, nope. or is or is it like comic Mm-mm. book Guardians of the Galaxy? It's like a comic book Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, 
No, it, so far that we've seen, it uses the team from the movies. Um, but just looking mm-hmm. looking at the trailer, it, they're also going to introduce a whole bunch more, it seems, like from the comics, uh, which, oh, is, okay. which is super exciting because the Guardians of the Galaxy, like, cast is so huge. It's like the yeah. Avengers. When you say the Avengers, well, who do you mean? Because, like, every mm-hmm. Marvel character has been an Avenger. Well, it's it's the same yeah. <laughs> as Guardians of the Galaxy. There's been tons, tons of Guardians. So, you know. Um, yeah, and that's definitely not a uh, that's definitely not a avenue of Marvel that I ever, you know, pre James Gunn's movie, I didn't even know who the Guardians of the Galaxy were. Right. So a lot of people same. didn't. A lot of people <laughs> like, did not. Yeah, they're definitely. You know, I don't want to sit there and be like, oh, they're, you know, they're B-team. But they're not mainstream Marvel characters. You know, they're not your Spider-Mans and your and your Wolverines and shit. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where the casual audience knows who these characters are with ever, without ever opening a comic book. Right. <laughs> well, they are now. That's for sure. Yeah, now everyone knows who the <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy are. Or at least, you know, the, oh. the five or six that are from the films or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like what they showed in the like the initial trailer great um you know like the the square presentation was only like 45 minutes or so long yeah. and they spent like yeah it was really they short. spent like 20 minutes on guardians um mm-hmm. going over gameplay and replaying a huge chunk of the trailer um and so while i so, en- i enjoyed it i was kind of staring at my watch like guys you got stuff to talk about. Move. You got it. Final Fantasy to talk you got, about. <laughs> you got things yeah. to do. You need to go. And so, you know, 20, 25 minutes in, they finally moved on. And I was just like, this is classic Square. <laughs> They're stalling. So what kind of gameplay is it like? Is it like their Marvel's Avengers where it's like a uh, team kind of focused brawler? Kind Destiny of. clone kind, kind of. Thing. Um, you only control because that's like an immediate. Uh, that's like an immediate fucking turn off to me. <laughs> it's not. It's so, not like the Avengers, yeah. but it's that third person fighting. Like you only control Peter, Star Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, you okay. can issue you issue commands. Think like a. Oh no! What's the Marvel? No, yeah, that Marvel game, the one on the Switch. Oh, okay. Think of like where and oh, you can do Ultimate like Ultimate Alliance. Your, yeah, Ultimate Alliance, where you can like. You can issue commands and, like, do your joint attacks and stuff. Um, okay. It has a very similar thing to that, but they described in the trailer that while you can, like, suggest your people, your your party members to do this, um, as the Guardians of the Galaxy want, they may just go off on their own and ignore you um, and make Sounds their own right. decisions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, adds a little bit of chaos to the battle system. Uh, but you, Is just, there... you just control Star-Lord and his elemental... Uh, his elemental um, guns. Is it single player only, or is there a multiplayer? Uh, just single player. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I okay. I'm down for that. Yeah. Um, watch the trailer we later. Just, it is really. Yeah, it I was looks gonna say so we good. we just talked about this on the last episode where we want more single player comic book games. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. apparently Square was listening. This this I mean they they said they've been working on this for like four years already or something like that. Yeah. Um. So, you know, it, it comes out in October. I'm looking forward to it. Um, they did the thing where they did not base the characters off the MCU versions. Yeah. Which yeah. was smart. 
They look a little weird. They do. But, yeah. but I think that's just because we're so used to seeing them yeah. as they are in the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like, that's what that that's what the Marvel Avengers game tried to do, too. And, you know, that was the trap. You, you, you try to get close to the MCU version. Well, you can't get close. You have to go all the way. Yeah, I was going to say, my big problem with that is you have to pick a lane. Mm-hmm. I'll mm-hmm. either do the comic book like comic book iterations or do the mcu iterations but don't try and do like the marvel's avengers game like they just look like shitty cosplayers of the mcu versions mm-hmm. you yeah, know and they were like well why don't they sound like them and stuff like that but this guardians game uh they did not go in that direction yeah so it looks yeah, very I'm... original and that makes me happy yeah that sounds cool mm-hmm. that sounds cool mm-hmm. it's, is it game pass they didn't say. Okay, I'm not. I'm not into it. Then. <laughs> I'll bring it over. You can try it out. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I don't even remember what consoles they announced it for. I know. I was gonna say, is it even gonna come out on Xbox? I, don't I was gonna say, usually, usually Square conferences, if they even do say console, they just say like plays best on PlayStation because like. You know, Square Enix and you PlayStation know. might as well be the same fucking company at this point. So, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Oh, no, it is launching, it looks like, on PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and the Xbox All Series. Oh, it's cross okay, so everything. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Except for Switch. Poor Switch. Square Enix <laughs> Montreal. What was the last... What is... What are they... What have they done? What was the last thing they did? I keep thinking of Edios, Edios Montreal, but I don't know about what I don't know what Square Enix Montreal. Um, I think they do the Lara Croft games, maybe. Oh okay. Maybe, okay, maybe. Cool. Oh, yeah, the Deus Ex games, the Deus Ex games, because that's what everybody thought it was going to be. They knew they were oh. working on something, and they were like, "Oh, it's a new Deus Ex game," and then here we are. Okay, yeah, that makes okay. Yeah, because Crystal Dynamics does Lara Croft. Mm-hmm. Or the Tomb Raider games. Yeah. I mean, okay. Then they also do and a bunch did... of the mobile games, like Lara Croft Go and Hitman Go. Stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know. So what, what else? Uh, did you get your Final Fantasy Jones from Square Enix, or was it a huge disappointment? Um, it was a disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it, did makes, David, did... it makes sense, because as far as we're talking like 16, um, they'll... They'll talk about 16 at the Sony State of Play whenever on Earth that ends up being. Because, um, yeah. you know, it's a heavy hitter, so they'll want to keep that for themselves. Um, right. And it's exclusive, too. It is right? exclusive. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they didn't talk about... There wasn't, like, any snippet about Endwalker in there. Uh, man, they... Now, some people are pretty, pretty jazzed about this. They are taking the first six final fantasy games like the pixelated games the 2d ones um and they are they are remastering like their original pixelated form so not like the the mobile versions or like the 3ds versions of the remakes that they've made for some of them um they're taking the original uh pixel versions and they are remake remastering those um at the moment they're only coming to steam and mobile but um honestly i wouldn't be too surprised if they announced them for Switch during the Nintendo uh, Direct, or even maybe even for the uh, the PlayStation Store down the line too. Are they 
individuals or is it like a collection like here's the final fantasy collection well at first i thought it was going to be a collection because they've really enjoyed their remastered collections lately uh but it seems that they'll be releasing them all like one at a time Hmm. i guess to get those extra few pennies out of it i don't know yeah that's definitely (laughs) the nintendo model that is the nintendo model they'll also be sixty (laughs) dollars oh god (laughs) I might die if they are. There's, I mean, there's no way they will be, but that'd be ridiculous. not if they're launching on mobile. <laughs> well, what, uh, what else was, what else was Square? What I mean, what else is Square even doing What's, besides all these Final Fantasies? I'm trying to think back to the, the, the showcase, and I don't really remember did a they, whole lot else. That they, was pretty much it. It was a whole lot of. Did they do anything for Avengers? Just, Oh Marvel's yeah, Avengers? they did. Oh, they talked yeah. about the Black Panther DLC coming, the new expansion. Yeah. Um, that looked okay. Mm-hmm. Looks fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's that a, was that's pretty a, much it. That's a game that happened. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, no. they talked about their roadmap for the next few months for that, and I guess people um, were happy that they did that. But mm. meh, it, it is what it is. Um. It seems interesting to me that Square Enix even chose to have their own showcase when they literally probably could have just put all this shit at Sony's, with the exception of maybe Guardians. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy could have just been like at Summer Game Fest. You know? I think they, I think they wanted to do it themselves because they wanted to announce Guardians yeah. themselves. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if they did a twenty-minute deep dive, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's sense, the but... only spotlight the game is going to get before it uh before it comes out so yeah that's true it, you know yeah i mean if it's launching in like six months then or you know whatever mm-hmm. and and at the oh, very yeah. at the very end of the showcase they did also announce uh the new final fantasy game um the the rumored one that uh team ninja has been working on uh yeah. was it S- strangers of paradise Final Fantasy Origins, I think it was. Uh, so we'll see how that goes, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you were kind of lukewarm on the uh, trailer from our uh, from our chat. <laughs> yeah, it's just like so. the, aest- yeah. the aesthetics don't mix. I mean, you've got uh, you've got the main character coming in all angry, wearing his uh, t-shirt and jeans, and then you've got a guy on his left and a guy on his right, all in like normal Final Fantasy gear going to fight garland <laughs> who's in like a giant suit of armor you know and the main character is just tossing him around and it's like that doesn't doesn't look quite right <laughs> yeah yeah someone got their devil may cry mixed up with their final fantasy there that's what it looks Someone's like, like. <laughs> it is so edgy they say the word chaos yeah. like 85 times in that trailer so <laughs> legit so we'll see We'll that see. must be like a, it's like a Square Enix corporate mandate. They <laughs> send out like a number counter, be like, "Hey, you have to say this at least fifteen times." Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yep. Yeah. I'm not yeah. a huge. I'm not really a huge Square Enix fan in general. Like, I don't have anything against them, but it's not like I get super excited for any other shit. Really, so mm-hmm. this is kind of just like a thing that just happened. You know, I don't really have any opinions on it. We'll <laughs> Guardians see. of the Galaxy, like I'm, anytime that they do a single player uh, comic book game that's not over monetized, you know, over monetized and all this other shit, like I'm cool with that. 
Like, give me more, give me more single player comic book games. So hopefully that's a banger mm-hmm. for him and that works out. We can help. Yeah. Right. Honestly, I want that. I want that Marvel IP to just start being tossed around to the, all these developers. That's right. You know that. Yes. That like Star Wars is doing like that. Start like they created like Lucas film games or whatever and they're like hey anybody can make a star wars game now like i want marvel to do the mm-hmm. like start throwing that ip around to everybody that'd be cool that was a lot was a time. We talked about a lot of upcoming games and what's everything. crazy is e3 is not even over nope <laughs> <So>. correct not even because <laughs> so we'll have more to say about it Next on week. the next episode. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. tomorrow, tomorrow's what? Capcom? It's the only thing that has any interest to me. <laughs> but it's like a full day of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know there's other stuff. But I think tomorrow for sure, like the standout for me is Capcom. I'm, yeah. I like, I like, uh, I'm hoping mm-hmm. to see some Resident Evil stuff. I'm a big Resident Evil guy. And then Tuesday's the Nintendo Direct. So. Yep. Yep. That's my last prediction is they better announce Breath of the Wild 2 and for the holiday and the switch pro (laughs) we should have like put some like wagers on this like like not money but like food or something you know i definitely lost (laughs) well i don't think any of us are doing too terribly hot at the moment no (laughs) i'm i'm one and a half (laughs) so because forza was announced and a mexico setting and starfield is an exclusive so i'm one and a half so, that's about as good as i can expect from you know that's like my that's like a you know that's a c average that's been my life so <laughs> well okay so we've all been pretty busy watching all these game shows and everything do you guys want to talk about anything else you guys have done this week any cool movies you've watched or games that you want to highlight wait why don't you why don't you why don't you start us off? Sure. Well, uh, my week's been pretty simple so far. I played a little bit more near, a little bit more Final Fantasy XIV. Um, I uh, have a, a save file of Pokemon White I've been slowly getting through. Um, but the big thing this week for games was uh, the Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, Yuffie DLC um, in PS5 upgrade. Uh, we played through that the other night. Um, fantastic. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it's so good to see Yuffie again after all these years. Um, so that was a great time. Was that like a pretty short DLC? I mean, you knocked it out in an evening, so. Uh, well, it was, it was, uh, I played a lot of it, a lot of it in the afternoon and finished it up in the evening. I'd say about five, six hours, something like that. Like if you do everything, you don't have to do everything for the story. Well, that's not, but, uh, I, I feel like know. that's, that's not bad. No, it was great. Um, it even like not to spoil anything, but at after the end of the ending for the just the DLC, um, they give you a little extra part of the like a little more ending of the main game to kind of yeah. see where the next hmm. game is headed. Um, which was they didn't have to do that, and that was super cool. Um, yeah, so it's nice cool. to see like the actual party um, and see what they're up to after they leave Midgar a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. How's a uh, near replicant about? going? It's it's going a little slow uh, at the moment. I just I just haven't put a lot of time into it. Um, I'm yeah. only in the second half of the game. Uh, 
I haven't like I haven't even hit the first ending, so I've still got four more endings to go after that. So, oh yeah, fuck! Mm-hmm. I forgot Nier has like the <laughs> alphabet of endings or whatever. <laughs> but uh, for the for all the for all the endings after, um, you don't even have you don't even have to play half the game after that. Like you don't have to start at square one. They start you back right. at a specific point every time. Um, so you, you know you don't have to play through the entire game again. Oh yeah, that's that's good. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> That'd be tiring. Um, for me, I okay. I'm still basically at the same part in Dragon Ball, so oh. <laughs> I haven't really. I'm still in Goku Black storyline. Oh my goodness. Uh, I know. I'm kind of dragging it out because I don't know. I kind of don't want it to end because I really like it. And I know as soon as it's over, there's going to be a lull, because that's just how it is with Dragon Ball. Just watch it again. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> but I'm really digging that whole that whole storyline. But yeah, I haven't really, I haven't really watched too much of it this past week. Um, I did start two new games. Well, new to me, not new. One of them's years old. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> broke out the old Switch and fired up Hyper Light Drifter. Um, which is just like a little pixel art indie game. Um, I'm only like an hour into it, so I can't really speak to what's really going on. So, because <laughs> it's pretty vague. Um, there's not, you know, there's no like voice acting or anything. It's there's not even like dialogue, like text. Everything's just like you, you know, you go up and you talk to a a person, and they just kind of show you like three like uh, stills. Hmm. You know, it's like like uh, like a frame, like a memory, and then you mm-hmm. swipe, and it's like another memory, and a swipe, and, another, and then you you kind of have to like parse out what that means, <laughs> basically. <laughs> so I don't know. It's it's been kind of cool to just uh, mess around with that. Uh, the combat's like, you know, it's a little, it's like a top down action game. It's not like turn based or anything. It's just like it's actually really. Uh, it's like a very like quick game you have to be like you have to be like uh like everything combat happens very fast and you die very easily so it's a very difficult game (laughs) so i don't know i'm enjoying it i like the style of it um and then i started playing genesis noir because it's on game pass and i've always thought like i've seen trailers for it before and uh, i always like the whole the whole style of it it's really cool it's like a Honestly, kind of it kind of looks like what you know, like when you go watch like a Pixar film and they always have like an animated short before the movie. Like it kind of mm-hmm. has like that vibe to it. It's super minimalist. It's like monochromatic. Um, it's it's a it's a noir nice. setting. Like it's a murder mystery, but it's it's kind of framed around the creation of the universe. So like. The Big Bang, as we know it, like how the universe started or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this storyline, the Big Bang is like a gunshot. And you are playing just like a... You're part of like this love triangle and you're trying to kind of stop the murder of the woman that you love. But like, you know, you're basically trying to stop the creation of the universe 
but as you're investigating <laughs> the because like you see the bullet you see like the gunshot and it's like a huge like bullet trail but that bullet trail you know is the creation of the universe so it's like millions of years oh are going gosh. by you know what i mean so you're and you as you're as you're investigating how to stop it you're actually watching the the universe be like developed it's fucking wild but it's oh man sounds neat it's so cool it's so cool it's gameplay wise it's super simple it's like a point and click adventure the puzzles are really you know they're not easy like where it's like where it's not fun where you're just like oh my god just get me past this but they're not like overly complex you know where you're just gonna sit there and beat your head against the wall until you figure it out you know and uh i don't know i'm really enjoying it it's uh it's on game pass so definitely try it out wade if you can <laughs> <laughs> chelsea you're just that looks cool it's i think it's on all systems but you know like i said it's on game pass so it's definitely worth trying if you have that service um i can't imagine it's more than like 20 bucks elsewhere but god it's such a cool game i'm really digging it it's got like a jazz soundtrack it's uh it's pretty incredible i've been that's been like my go-to game to play at night before bed um, I'm sure I, I can't be, I'm, I've got to be over halfway because I'm at the point now where there's like humans exist. So <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting towards the end of time here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, uh, Chelsea and I have been playing more Battlefield. That's kind of our like go-to, yeah. go-to uh, game here recently. Digging that, digging that Battlefield. Well, are you ready oh. for the next one? Oh. <sighs> I mean, yes. We didn't I'm talk s- about that at all. I'm surprised. I'm, and well, I, we'll be talking about that soon. Yeah, oh. I didn't bring it up. I didn't bring it up. Wade, that's what we call a segue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's a perfect- I just wanted to mention real quickly, one of the games I just started playing, and then we can go on to that segue. Perfect. I got a couple games. They were on sale, and one of them was called Kona. It's kind of an older game. It's a pretty short game. It's uh, basically a first-person detective game, and it takes place in October of 1970 in Canada. And you, like, basically explore this abandoned town, and it's kind of this, like, really eerie vibe. And, like, the weather is kind of your enemy at the same time. You always feel like somebody is watching you and kind of, like, lurking around. So... I did have to double check online because I'm like, is this a game that has jump scares? And apparently it doesn't. (laughs) Go to Google. Does this game scare you? (laughs) Yeah, apparently a lot of people ask that. It's a common thing to ask about this game. But the game developers are like, we don't like jump scares. We didn't include any in in there. But I'm like, "Um, some of the items I've picked up so far, I have a gun and I have like a crowbar. I'm like, I'm definitely going to be attacking something at some point. No, like guns to kill yourself at the end. (laughs) Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> wow, that just got really dark. No, no, no. I don't think so. But it's it's really interesting, and it's kind of cool. And I think I'm about an hour or so into that game. Nice. Now, is this so on PlayStation? To... Yes. Very cool. PlayStation. What was the other one that you got? You said you got a couple? You probably, you haven't started yes. it, but you got it. Yeah. I got I got one that I've been wanting to get for a while. It's the uh, I think it's called Eleven Eleven Memories Retold. I believe it's the World War One game where like you're a photographer, you're like two different characters, and it like takes place across like over the war, 
it seems really cool wait was that that story that's not that game you were telling me about that had like a super weird aesthetic to it was it was like something rush like russian or whatever is that the game no no no, that's a different game no i haven't gotten that game yet (laughs) that game is we will definitely yeah yeah We'll definitely talk about that game in the future when I get that one. We'll yeah. do a whole little segment on that game. I just pulled up it's... like screenshots and I was like, this just looks like someone's acid trip that they just <laughs> put in the game form. This looks fucking wild. Yeah. But yeah, I got a couple smaller, shorter games. I basically got three games for 10 bucks. So oh, nice. Yeah. So those are my like little shorter games I'll play to, you know, take a break you know after i spent my whole life playing horizon zero dawn <laughs> uh yeah it's definitely nice yeah. to just play a couple smaller smaller experiences after a huge time sink like that yeah because the next game on my list is going to be a huge huge time sink and i don't want to deal with that just yet because i that? need to play red dead redemption 2 <laughs> oh jesus yeah <laughs> yep yeah <laughs> i'll be playing that for years God, that's in my backlog too <laughs> yeah yeah Yep. But for now, I'm, I'm cool with these little indie games. Seems cool. Yeah, I'm so. definitely in that mood right now, where I just want a, a like a tight, like you know, maximum ten hour experience. You know, like mm-hmm. I just I want you know I like these little, just like kind of just blasting through a game in a couple hours. Like, totally fine with that. Yeah. They're cool. Okay, so we left everybody waiting long enough. Are you ready to move on to our next segment? Where we'll probably dive in a little bit more. Okay. So now we're on to our next segment, party chat. The big topic is are single player modes needed in multiplayer focused games? And you know, I think there's been a lot of talk about that recently, especially with the all the stuff showing about Battlefield 2042. So, yeah, Twitter basically let's get into exploded that. when Battlefield 2042 was, you know, announced that there is no campaign and Mm -hmm. you know it's it's uh cross gen but the next gen version is still full price you know 70 dollars game so that's when like the internet exploded where it's like why should i pay 70 dollars when you don't have a campaign you know da 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 um i'm just gonna go ahead and start i don't give a shit about battlefield campaigns ever i never have i don't (laughs) none of them they're all terrible (laughs) and that goes for you know call of duty too all the call of duty campaigns don't give a shit that's not why i play that game that's not i don't go to battlefield to play a four hour mediocre shit show of a campaign when i know i'm going to spend a hundred hours in the multiplayer like Personally, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't see why everyone is so up in arms about this. Like, I get it. Like, for the most part, like recent, recent battlefields have all, have had single player campaigns. So taking that away, I you know I could see how people are like, oh well, now you're taking it away from us when we we've always had it, but. When Battlefield first came out, there was no fucking campaign. So <laughs> it was just a <laughs> multiplayer game. And no one gave a shit back then. So why now? You know? And that, it's, I don't know. I just think the whole, 
<sighs> I just think the whole thing is... And, like, everyone's like, well, it's $70. Why should I pay $70 for just, you know, if it's, if it's, if it's half a game? Is it? Is it half a game? Like no, <laughs> you know how you know how big Battlefield multiplayer is. Not even in terms of like popularity. I'm terms of like how big that fucking multiplayer is. Yeah, like you're talking about a team that is developing a triple A team with a triple A budget, developing these massive, you know battlefields for lack of a better word <laughs> to for you know that look amazing this isn't like some cart this isn't Fortnite where everything's fucking cartoony and those assets don't take any you know not to play armchair developer here but i'm sure developing a uh, an asset in Fortnite isn't as tumultuous as developing assets in battlefield you know what i mean like so seventy dollars for a game of that caliber makes total fucking sense to me. Like that's Battlefield is not a budget title. I don't know why everyone thinks it needs to be. No, I mean I would agree with you on. I mean it didn't really affect me one way or another when they announced that they weren't gonna have the single player campaign. I was like, okay, cool. I mean I'm not as heavily invested in all the Battlefield games. I've only played five with you but i haven't played the single player mode yet i've kind of thought about it just to do it because oh it's you know it's convenience that you know it's it's in the game already so might as well try it out but i like the multiplayer aspect of that game so it doesn't bother me and i think multiplayer if you're playing it enough it's totally worth the price yeah i mean if you're just so e- it doesn't- if you're just equating let's i mean if you're just equating like a dollar amount to time amount however you want to do mm-hmm. it if like if I'm spending 60 hours in your multiplayer game, that's well worth the $60, you know? Definitely. Like, it, it on the flip side, if, let's say Battlefield was literally just a, a, a campaign. Let's say it's just an eight-hour shooter campaign for $70. And it that's more of an issue to me. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, a ga- like, games like that should be fucking budget titles. Mm-hmm. If I could beat your game in six hours, and it's like a, you know, and you're, it's, I don't, I don't know. Game development's expensive. Game development's hard. It takes time. You have to, you got huge staffs. Like, I just don't, I don't know. I don't. But I feel like, yeah. I just don't understand why everyone is, I guess because Battlefield had campaigns recent, you know, recently, so everyone's just pissed off that they're taking them away. But I saw some stats thrown around on Twitter the other day where, like this mo- this most recent Battlefield, Battlefield Five, the they had like a, a statistic for how many people actually completed the campaign, and it was two point seven percent of the player base. <laughs> Two point seven percent actually played your fucking campaign, and now you're upset that they're taking it away. If I'm dice and I'm sitting in my meetings about how to make my game, and someone pulls up a statistic like, "Hey, yeah, two percent of the players actually play this campaign," I'll be like, "Okay, then why the fuck are we making it?" <laughs> right? Am I mm-hmm. am I crazy here? Why would they spend? Why no. would they take half of their dev team? And spend all this money and burn all this cash making this 
triple A campaign that no one fucking plays. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and they have more to offer. I mean, like, but especially with uh, Battlefield 24-2 announcing their, what, 128 multiplayer? Yeah, 128 player. I mean, next-gen next consoles and yeah. PC are, you know, the multiplayer matches are 64 versus 64. Yeah. That's pretty epic. Oh, uh, yeah. Last time I checked, Call of Duty was, like, 8 versus 8. <laughs> <laughs> so, or yeah. 16 versus 16 or whatever the fuck. To have a AAA title... To have to, or you're putting 128 players on a map, a, a massive map, and it's not just you're putting players on there. Like you got destructible environments, you got fucking tornadoes now, and all kinds of other climate things that are happening. Like it's not like this game. They're, they're, I don't know. They're literally taking developers away from the campaign to put it into the thing that people actually like and making it better. Like. When did this become such a, like, hot topic? Wait, I know you don't play any of these fucking games. <laughs> you don't play shooters and stuff like that, but, I mean, what do you what do you think? Well, I think, um, well, I don't disagree with anything that you all have said, because for Battlefield, like, what's important? Well, obviously, the multiplayer. Um, you know, didn't they try this not too long ago? Was it, was it Star Wars Battlefront 2? Or was it the first Battlefront, I think? I don't know, I thought they... The first, yeah, the first Battlefront didn't have a campaign. Yeah, at all. And it then I, they got mad just... about it, so they put one in two. Um, yeah, which I like that mm-hmm. campaign. To be so honest, I, I appreciated that I being think the it game. Just depends on the party in question. Like for Call of Duty and Battlefield, like, do you need a campaign? No, probably not. Halo, Battlefront. You, you probably need a campaign because <laughs> um, mm-hmm. like for halo i love halo um i don't play multiplayer halo because i'm really bad at it unless we have rockets and grenades and i don't have to be right. i don't have to be so uh, so specific right. about where i'm shooting um but yeah I, i'm there for the story in halo yeah um but i think what a lot of people are still kind of uh on the soapbox was because remember like a handful of years ago um somebody some major person in the gaming industry was like players don't want single player campaigns anymore they want multiplayer games and and it was the most incorrect thing they could have ever said ever yeah that person was ea was it ea because <laughs> <laughs> you know like and I yeah think ea literally came out and like about that yeah, EA literally came out. They're like, no one plays single-player games. Which is like, no, no, no. No one plays your single-player games. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I think it just yeah. depends. It depends on the game you're talking about. But I think a lot of the people... Well, one, it, you know, if it's Twitter throwing a fit, it's Twitter throwing a fit. But, you know, it could right. be people still feeling like that that disturbance in the force from way back then yeah i feel like a lot of this comes from uh people being afraid of the domino effect mm-hmm. where they're like oh well if battlefield 2042 launches and it's a huge mm-hmm. success and ea makes millions or you know a butt ton of money and they realize that they didn't need single player then the ea is going to make a mandate to all their studios hey we don't need single player right. hey guess what dragon age doesn't need a single player Let's just make it multiplayer. <laughs> right, you know. Oh, like, I think that's yeah, no. where, pe- like, a lot of people are, like, afraid mm-hmm. that this is going to happen again. But that's not going to happen. No. 
if I was so dice and about, I yeah. saw that no one has played my campaign in four fucking years or the last four games, why God's green earth would I spend money making it? You know, if you have the data to back that up, get rid of it. Put the resource exactly. into something else. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you that statistic is not present in Halo. Of course not. No. I can I can almost guarantee that most Halo players play that campaign. Like that is an actual like like half of Halo's prominence is its storyline is Master Chief. You know. Mm-hmm. Battlefield doesn't have a mascot. You know what <laughs> Battlefield's mascot is? Multiplayer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the idea of like them just being like, no, this is just a multiplayer game. Great. Make it amazing. Make it the best multiplayer game you possibly can. I will give you all my money. <laughs> just fucking make it great. I don't need a dumb campaign that I'm not going to play. Like, campaigns in those games are essentially just tutorials. You fire it up, and you play, like, ten minutes of it to get the controls down, and then you're like, okay, cool, fuck this, I'm getting in a multiplayer. You know, that's how. That's basically what it's always been. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, yeah. I, I just, I don't know. That reminds me, because, yeah, I just, yeah, in general, not ulti- all multiplayer games need a single-player mode. Just like some single-player games do not need multiplayer modes that people yes. keep on asking for. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. I keep on seeing with The Last of Us 2. <laughs> right? Sorry, people. Yeah, I, yeah. I 100% yeah. agree. I don't need Last of Us multiplayer. Just like I didn't need Uncharted mm-hmm. multiplayer. That's not to say no. that they're bad multiplayer because yeah. I they they're fun, but they're it's just fun. those mm-hmm. assets could be allocated elsewhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I don't like I don't know that a, a, a game like a Last of Us is just is just a story adventure. You get in, you get out, you're done. Like I don't need this to be a a service where I keep coming back and wanting to play the Last of Us. I, I don't want to keep playing the Last of Us. I my heart can't take it. <laughs> you know. No, I know. <laughs> That's a game you play once, you put on the shelf, drained. and you never yeah. fucking talk about it again until, you know, because you want to be able to sleep that night. Like, I don't mm-hmm. need multiplayer in that. No. Yeah. Like, I would rather just the developers just focus their time and effort and energy into the aspect of the game that people, that the, the main proponent of people buying the game are wanting. You know? Mm-hmm. No one's bought, no one's pre-ordering Battlefield because they want that next juicy campaign. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just like exactly. no one no one, you know, I didn't pre I didn't buy Last of Us to or the first one to play the Firefly whatever the fuck it was. Like it's just <laughs> it's not needed. No. That stuff's not needed. I don't need all my games to have all these modes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's why there's so many different games, and they all have something different to offer. We don't need them all to be the same. No. Yeah, that's why you have your single-player experiences, and that's why you have your multiplayer experiences, and I don't need them all meshed to- I don't need a big melting pot. Every game doesn't need to be this hodgepodge of all these different... Like, arguably, like I don't even need... like Battlefield did this with the last iteration, um, where they put a Battle Royale mode in it. Mm. It was not necessary. That was a complete waste of fucking time. Well, you got to get with the times, though, right? 
Yeah. It's yeah. Tight. And now <laughs> Battlefield 2042 doesn't have a battle royale. You know why? Because no one fucking played it. <laughs> no one goes to Battlefield for battle royale. No one goes to Battlefield for campaigns. Don't waste your time and energy and your dev team making shit no one cares about. Mm-hmm. You heard it here. God, I didn't. I didn't there think I was, I didn't we think settled I was gonna, it. I didn't think I was going to get my soapbox out multiple times today. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. I really think that's all we can say about that. We said it. Ethan said it. <laughs> yeah, Ethan said yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That segment Ethan is in a, a soapbox. Yeah, that should have just been called soap like soapbox hour or whatever. Oh man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, like I just I was super excited to see like just just to focus on just the game for a second. That game looks amazing. Like, even if you're not mm-hmm. even like a Battlefield fan or play shooters, just looking at that game in action just looks impressive. The scale of that, knowing that it's all like actual people, it's not scripted cutscenes in a campaign or something. Knowing that that's just literally a multiplayer game, that is crazy to me. That looks fucking crazy to me. And I cannot wait to get my hands on it. Let's talk about another thing that just happened this past week. The premiere of Loki. So. God, what a busy week. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I know. Yeah, so exhausting. And now we're winding down. Okay. Are we? So, I know we. (laughs) (laughs) Are we really? We're trying. Okay. So, we all watched the first episode. So, what did everybody think? Yes. I'll let you guys talk because I'm still, I'm still fucking like shaking and shit from my, from our party chat. So oh my gosh. Okay, Wade, um, take the reins I'll... on this. Well, um, okay, it was Wade. definitely Loki. Uh, I thought it was a great jumping off point. There were so many like, so much background and stuff that we learned about, and we even got a glimpse of like where it's headed, kind of. Um, and I just I thought it was a great first episode. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I think it was definitely a nice production and everything. I mean, pretty good. I totally yes. Right, time to I, elaborate. Know, pre- <laughs> yes. All contrary. I saw Chelsea that ending <laughs> coming from the very beginning. The ending of that episode. I when I I was like not surprised. Okay. What do you, What do you mean by ending? Like that it's revealed that Loki's the one hopping through time. Well, Loki's the people. villain. <laughs> yes. Oh no. Uh huh. I'm like, oh, totally. Yeah. But I'm like, aren't they turning him into that villain? Because won't he become that one? Because that is the Loki that's the variant. And if you have the crazy one time hopping and killing people, aren't they just like, help us, but then he's going to turn on them and be that one. Well, it, it could be like, going in that direction, but it could also be another variant as well. Which yeah, which I is already like this... kind of messy. But, yeah, I feel like my yeah, brain already like is turning messy. into pudding just thinking yeah, about um, the possibilities here. Because <laughs> I feel like I feel like um, you wouldn't have this looping time mechanic about how oh, there's a Loki variant and they're creating this villain right now who's also a variant. Um, I feel like if he's a variant, I don't think like the time loop kind of thing, like that built-in structure. I don't think it would exist that way. Um, but we'll we'll just have to find out. Yeah. But um, I did like how they the show how the show started, and they they put 
that part in there, like where Owen Wilson's character is, uh, like interrogating Loki, basically. I felt that was a great mm-hmm. way to remind the audience that the Loki that we're dealing with now is not the Loki we've been dealing with for the past like four or five years or so. Uh, yeah, that was a that mm-hmm. was a smart way for the writers to get that across to the audience. Yeah. Yeah. Also, can we just or can I just say, Owen Wilson's killing it in this show. He didn't say wow. Oh, yeah. Like, I, like I know he's just being Owen Wilson, which is fine. I like him. But I'm like, when this show was announced and he was in the cast, I was like, oh god. <laughs> that's fair. I feel but, that's a fair assumption. But honestly, like I'm loving his his character. Like the whole like when they were back in like. Uh, what was it like the 17th century or whatever and he's just like talking to that kid and they're they're tr- you know trying to figure out who this like murdering mm-hmm. variant it is and then he's interrogating loki and he's kind of just like poking fun at the fact that loki like thinks he's high and mighty and shit like everything about it everything about Owen Wilson's character has been great um that has been the end of all the the other characters no, i think all the other characters they haven't really had a whole lot of time right now but Oh yeah, right. No, no pun intended, but like the other like TVA cops, and then like the comedic relief goofy guy that didn't even know what a fish was, and all these other the like, front desk guy, yeah, yeah, like all those are just like ugh, whatever. I don't, even, I don't, whatever. And honestly, from like there. a, yeah. from like a, I guess like a film, like looking at this is just like production value, or whatever. I fucking hated towards the beginning where like loki got the tesseract and then ended up in mongolia and then he's like talking and then he gets like hit with like a time loop staff and he's just like stuck at like however many frames a second <laughs> like that whole thing was mm-hmm. just it just looked awful it looks so like i was like you got this is like the worst green screen i've ever seen in my entire life and then you'd get like this stupid like mouth thing and slow-mo like and like starting an episode like that, it made me extremely nervous that the show was just going to be like this, like really like bad quality cheese ball nonsense. Thankfully, the rest of it was brilliant. So, <laughs> like how it was shot and how everything turned out. But yeah, those like opening few minutes, I was not digging that at all. You know what the opening reminded me of, <laughs> especially when he's like going through the different areas. Oh man, this is, reminds me of a really bad movie oh, that you probably refuse to see. Jupiter Ascending, <laughs> where oh, the, yeah. the chicks yeah. like filling out the paperwork or whatever to own Earth or whatever. I don't know that whole part. It just reminded me of that really cheesiness and just yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the rest of it reminded me almost. It gave me like a Clockwork Orange vibes for some reason. Like the whole TVA did. Yeah, but, like I kind of yeah, like that, that they used cool. like like old tech like. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, their technology is, like, 1940s, basically. Like Stuck a, in time. Yeah, like, that was that was cool. Um, mm-hmm. It reminds me a lot of, like, is it, uh, like, the organization from the Umbrella Academy. Yeah. You know, like, they're this, like, time-managing force, but they're, like, office worker-based, but everything they have is very, like, old school. You know what it really reminds me mm-hmm. of? Um... I was thinking this the whole time when I was watching it, especially during, like, Loki's interrogation, and they were, like, explaining to him, like, this is your, like, like this has to play out, like, this has to happen this way. 
It reminded me of that movie, uh, mm-hmm. The Adjustment Bureau. Oh, yeah. Ah, uh, yes. I can it's see It's like that. the exact same storyline where you have this, like, no-name organization just showing up and, like, telling Matt Damon, be like, no, 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 you can't date this uh, girl because you need to be a senator, <laughs> basically. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, like, the exact same, like, premise, which, whatever, whatever. But, like, I was just, I, those were the vibes I was getting, like, The yeah, Adjustment Bureau. I can see that. Especially since they were also, like, <laughs> You know, they had, like, that kind of, like, 1940s aesthetic as well. But, but no, I really, like, I, I was digging the show. It definitely had uh, more, like, ups than it did downs, you know? Mm-hmm. But I feel like all these Marvel shows have, like, pretty good, like, starts when they kind of peter out. So, I don't know, we'll kind of see where this goes. Well, this one does yeah, not fingers lead crossed. into a movie. <laughs> um, it'll lead into a second season. So, um, you know... That might help it. Didn't uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier get a second? Didn't they just get renewed for a second? No, they got a movie. It's... Oh, yeah, they got Captain America 4 oh. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm. But Loki Loki just has Loki Season 2. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just have to wait and see. But I definitely think it was a, a, a strong showing. I did like the little kind of like throwaway gag where loki was db cooper that's kind of funny you know? <laughs> right <laughs> and I'll, i mean and, and tom, tom hiddleston just it just nails it you know he's just mm-hmm. he's just so good like that that scene where he goes back on his own and then he just kind of watches how his entire like mcu life has played out mm-hmm. like that was good that was that was a, that was really nice i really like that but yeah, but I, w- I didn't have, you know, Chelsea, you were talking about how you had, like, expectations for the ending and all and you see all that stuff coming. I yeah I haven't really put a whole lot of thought into this show because anything that deals with time, I just don't even want to, like, fuck around with, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So this is, like, the one show. This is, like, the one show where I didn't really go into it with a bunch of, like, theories and stuff. It's... It's hard hey, not to do that with Marvel. Can, I can be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. But I hope to be pleasantly surprised, you know. Still plenty of episodes left. Lots of stuff can happen. Mm-hmm. This was a pretty long first episode, I feel like, for one of the these Marvel shows. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hopefully they're all like it's that. Just, <laughs> it was an hour, right? Mm-hmm. It was just, just about, yeah, yeah. it was really close to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. That's it. Just buttoned it up. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we'll be ready for this week's episode. Oh my god, yeah. Find out what happens then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, winding down my ass. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Jeez. It's just whole, begun. A whole other we have plenty week. more for the rest of this week. Basically yep. the next three days we got stuff going on. <sighs> yeah. But I think, is that going to do it for us? this episode yeah i think I so think that's gonna do it i don't yeah uh, okay wait a second i have a whole nother okay. soapbox no i'm just fucking with you guys. oh no 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 no, <laughs> no it's, it's put away for it's it's, it's put away for the night for okay that. well so that's gonna do it for us on this week's episode of podcast demastered if you enjoyed this episode share it with a friend be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast so you don't miss out on the next episode and we'd appreciate it if you would take a minute to write us a review. Leave us five stars and tell us your favorite game, film, or TV show in the review, and maybe we'll talk about it in a future episode. 
If you have any questions, feel free to email us at demasteredpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at poddemastered. Thanks for listening, and we hope you tune in next week. Bye! Ha, ha, ha.